0: Dot Bubble
1: Audio. Hi and welcome to Academy Rewind, the fortnightly podcast where we're taking a look at the Oscars from years past. I'm Tim and with me, as always, man who loves to live in the present, Palmer, how are you today?
2: I am great. You know why I'm great? Why? Because... We're doing this year's Oscars, the so presence. we're winding it all the way back, like, two months ago. Excellent. And I'm all pumped. I listened to my pump-up song, which is... Eye of the Tiger. The Boy is Mine by uh, Brandy and Monica. I'll accept that. Yep. I think Eye of the Tiger
1: is pretty great, though. No,
2: The Boy is Mine, the
1: That's ultimate pump-up song. Eye of the Tiger was in the Oscars this year. Did you catch that? They had an eye of a tiger? Yes. Oh, yeah, it was in the... Center. Steve Martin held it up for everyone to see. <laughs> Um, we are joined by two fabulous guests, uh, both who appeared uh, or appearing, I should say, in this season of Academy Rewind. No, their episodes Currently. have already gone. Okay, well, they appeared in this season of Academy Rewind, which is not yet complete. Uh, first, we have Scott
3: from the newly dubbed DC TV Squadcast. Is that correct, Scott? Well, I am. I am appearing there, but it's DC Film Squadcast. Film Squadcast. Formerly- the the podcast formerly known as the Suicide Squadcast. So confusing. No, it's not confusing. I know.
1: Not confusing at all. Hey,
2: I can hear you now.
1: Yay. Excellent. Um Scott, uh, thank you for coming back. You joined us for nineteen eighty
3: five, I believe. Yes. Yes. Amadeus, Amadeus. The that only was good the movie that year. Amadeus.
2: <laughs> anyway. Um It took and- me forever to find that gift,
1: by the way. I- Do better twit <laughs> Do
2: better Twitter.
1: No. Uh, and so, and also, we are, and also, we are joined by Lisa from the "I Love That Movie" podcast. Lisa, how are you?
4: I'm good. I'm very excited. A little tired because I stayed up late last night watching the Oscars. So.
2: Same. But I'm ready to go. <laughs> there was a pause, and my I was like, "Oh crap, <laughs> we lost it. We lost Lisa. We lost her already. We haven't even started. I'm still we've here. We lost her. No, <laughs> which is good because she put in the most effort out of all of us.
4: I didn't I, know that, yes, so she did. I <laughs> believe
2: she's actually watched every single thing that got nominated. Didn't you?
1: Watch I tried that
2: got to. I came close.
0: Hmm.
1: All right, well we'll talk about we're
2: going to talk about all
1: of that as we as we steep ourselves into this uh into this Academy 2020 the 92nd Academy Awards. Yes. Yes, I got that right. Don't double check me. I know that's Don't right. Don't tell me what to do. I won't tell you what to do. So,
2: this is what we're going to do including Palmer. <laughs> this is how this is going to roll. <laughs> uh, before we start, may I personally send a a note of thank you to both Lisa and Scott for filling out their ballots correctly. Yes. Yes. I you, tried. I
4: was like I hope you can read my chicken scratch. I'm glad you Unlike, were able to read it. <laughs> I got
2: halfway through through uh doing the tabulations and I was giving Tim I was di- giving Tim grief on the cinematography award and then it turned out <laughs> he went in the opposite numerical order. Because you no. told me to. So I would have like, oh textual my God. evidence. I, I said, hey,
1: you want highest no. to lowest? And you said, Yikes. yep. Yeah. Is this so ballot highest, gate guys?
2: Highest being number one. No, that's not how numbers work.
1: <laughs> yes, it is. Nope. And so anyway, so that's your own fault. You were hoisted by your own petard.
2: I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> so as it, as People should be able to figure out by now. We've essentially voted, like we would have normally done if this was any other sort of Academy Rewind. Only we're doing each category from the Oscars mm-hmm. with the nominees in that category. That is correct. Yes,
3: or or in my case, the nominees that I've seen. Yes, <laughs> because I re- I refused I refused to number something I didn't see, oh, so I had to integrity. number it only.
2: I mean, it's, I, it, it made it so much easier for me to, like, really cheat your ballot. Like, half of the winners <laughs> well, this year were because I was like, Scott would have liked this more. It's fine. Yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I, I lied on some joking. of them.
2: <laughs> 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 Wait a minute. How did Cats win Best Picture? <laughs> yeah. Five feet
1: apart. What? That wasn't even I comedy. told you, five feet
2: apart swept this year. I know.
1: All right. So, well, anyway, so how this is going to work, we're going to go, Lisa, much like your best of 2019 episode, um, we're going to go in a, we're going to go in a round um, and I'll ask each of you, um, I'll ask each of you your thoughts on okay. the, i on, on the categories yes. and the winner, and then we can all chime in as, as we go. Okay. But mm. we can't see each other, so there's no hand raising here. Um, just so everyone knows.
2: So. Yeah, so we'll start with the category, the nominees, and then the actual winner. That is and correct. And then once we are done discussing, we'll, we'll give out the Rewindee.
1: That is correct. Yeah. Um, these are in complete arbitrary order. Um, it is not in the order that the Academy did yesterday, though I would like to talk about that first. They switched up the order. How do we all feel
2: about it? They always do. No. Yeah, they do. No. Yes. No. Every year, the, they're done in a different order. The only thing that's different, the only thing that stays the same is Best Picture. Okay. How do we feel about this year's order? Lisa.
4: Um, it was good. I mean, the only thing was I was sort of planning on, I, I went out and saw it in public. Like I went to a movie theater and watched it with a crowd what? and uh, it yeah. got very late cool and movie. I stayed watching until the very end because I obviously had to see who won Best Picture. So that was a good way to keep me watching all the way up until the very end. Um, But other than that, I thought the order was fine. Yeah.
3: Cool. Scott? I wasn't affected at all because as I posted publicly Ah, last night on Twitter, my TV antenna sucks. And it kept on cutting out every five seconds. And I got really tired of listening to my wife every time it cut out go, oh, what's the matter? I was like, honey, (laughs) it's going to keep doing this. You can stop commenting at this point. And even I got frustrated. So right about Best Adapted Screenplay, I just went, I'm out. And so I just turned on a couple of different movies and just – I followed the – I basically just kept Twitter on the Academy uh, Twitter account and just followed it that way because I just – I couldn't – I just couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> I respect that. And you know what? You know, all that matters really at this point in my life is who won. All, all the other stuff, eh, not really, not really that concerned. You know, Ugh, I love the drama of it, though. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> know,
2: between this and the biblical in the biblical type flood you have going on, I suggest you actually move to civilization.
3: <laughs> I, I am not moving again. I moved five years ago. I'm coming out of this place feet first, yeah, uh, <laughs> even if that's floating down the flood. That's what I, uh, I said. That's what I said to my wife when
1: we when we bought this house after we moved in, and I was like, "We're not moving ever again." No, nope. I, I I've done it
2: twice now. I'm I'm never Look, it moving. Moving's horrible. <laughs> if we're getting divorced. We're at least. I'm staying in the house. You can too. Mm -hmm. But it's going to be like
1: that movie with Jennifer Aniston and Vince Vaughn. No one saw that movie. Yeah, but you all know what I'm talking about. I I, I honestly
2: don't. I wish I did. Movie together.
1: Uh, Yeah, Lisa knows. Yay. They dated too. Oh, they did. That's right. Yeah. Wow. Let
4: that marinate. Anyway,
1: I I will. (laughs) I'm going to let it marinate this whole episode. Anyway, let's start with best visual effects. Uh, the nominees were Rise of Skywalker, Lion King, The Irishman, Avengers Endgame, and 1917, uh, 1917 won Best Visual Effects. Lisa, how do you feel about that?
4: Uh, that's what I had as my number one, so Spoilers. I feel really good about it. Oh, am I not supposed to do that yet? I'm sorry. No, it's fine.
1: No,
2: okay. was that a spoiler?
4: <laughs> I'm like, did well, I just mess everything now, up? Did I just blow this Now we know at least
2: up? one person voted for oh, it. Oh, I
1: see what you did. Yeah, that's yeah. I don't think that's going to I don't think people are tabulating like that in their heads. It's okay.
4: <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, um, you know, my thoughts are I thought um, you know, a lot of these movies in this category were amazing um and looked great, but I just thought 1917 was masterful and an achievement and when you can blend CG and effects in a way that I don't even see it, I elevate that above just pretty cg so that's mm-hmm. that's my
1: thoughts i completely agree with you scott oh completely i completely agree with very scott he hasn't even talked yet yeah.
3: <laughs> well <laughs> Tim knows that he's going to agree with me that's just the way it goes <laughs> that's correct um, i was i was ecstatic because one i was thinking about the way that the cg helped with the editing to you know to give the effect that that was one continuous shot it, ac- across the movie, but I remember seeing a week or two ago, and I posted this on Twitter, and it, like, shocked people, but that scene where the guy is running through the ruins with, you know, being hunted by the Germans and the flares going off, and it's a nighttime mm-hmm. shot, yeah, that was filmed during the day. <gasps> so when I knew... Th- yes. <laughs> so when I knew that, I was like, oh, no, 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 this 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 puppy ought to win, yeah. because no one... Like, one, that was a beautiful-looking shot, and then to realize that's a daytime shot they turned into night mm. yes that's those are visual effects that should win when you don't know it's a visual that's effect. right and those the, are the best the, visual effects the ones that you don't notice
4: yeah they must have given them a lot of great control though over the scene you know not having to worry about physical lighting i mean i'm sure it's much harder but it looks much better because you have more control of all the sources of light and stuff it's mm-hmm. really neat
3: it is really cool but yeah, then... the the video the video is out there okay. and It's the it's the especially it's the shot leading up to when he jumps into the river. Right. Yeah. That was daytime. Cool. Cool. And Palmer. I mean, the
2: 1917 effects were really good. And given what it's up against, I think the only the other best use of visual effects is the Irishman. For the de-aging. Yes, because they actually made the de-aging look good.
1: Um, I would agree that most of them looked good, but I don't think they're act. I guess I guess that's not really a, a compliment or a, or or not to the CG that they they didn't they didn't act really like the age that they yeah. They but that doesn't like. yeah that doesn't and have was, anything
2: to do with the CG. Mm, that's true. Yeah, sometimes it was a little uncanny valley. Like yeah, see, I didn't even get that at all. Like I get that most of the time, but for the Irishman, I didn't. Mm. And as far as the acting different than what you actually see, like, I don't think Josh Brolin acted like a giant purple titan. Sure. (laughs) So.
3: And what I would also say is something to the Irishman's credit was the development of new technology that allowed them to do the de-aging without the dots. Yes.
1: Yeah, that's true.
3: Because that was one of Martin Scorsese's basically – Edicts from the ILM guy who was like, "Oh, you know, we can do this." He's like, "Come back to me when you can do it without the dots." And so I also appreciate any time that a film innovates and they create new technology over the course of the making of a film. Mm-hmm. So uh, that's something to, you know, tip my hat to Palmer's love for the man yeah. and it's visual yeah, effects.
2: That's good. That's a good point. Um, that and I also feel like Disney's just not been good on the visual effects front lately. Yeah, I don't think that Endgame or Star
1: Wars did anything unusual or out of the box. The only thing that I would tip my hat right. towards Star Wars a little bit is the animatronics uh in use like a lot of a lot of really good puppetry um in Rise of Skywalker, but nothing but there was nothing generally extraordinary about mm. the visual effects in in either of those films. And I actually almost tip my hat towards The Lion King because it's a stunning piece. Of um, documentary filmmaking um, about about um, different parts of Africa, but you know, in terms of a narrative, you know, like their expression in *The Lion King*, that's where it would like tip away. Like they look too real for expressive purposes
3: i would i would say that there the my problem was there was very little express expression they, yeah, that's what there my was wife thought. None. that was what my wife and i thought when we were watching it cuz we were just kind of leaning over each other going really right and <laughs> like, i agree, so,
1: i don't think that was a, that's not really a fault of the cg that's a that's a choice no. that no. made before the cg right. was made
4: how do kids feel about it do you guys know like do they have a different reaction <laughs> to it
3: um i have a great story for that <laughs> actually tells, tells. tells. Okay so I didn't see it in theaters. I my wife and I had no interest in seeing it in theaters. <laughs> uh, my mother-in-law and my father-in-law, the grandparents took both my boys to go see it. My 3-year-old very proudly said it, it in in the entire theater went. I want the cartoon one.
2: <laughs> you have raised that <laughs> kid I, right. Yeah.
3: I know. Yeah. <laughs> so my my kids are generally very disinterested. Like we I hmm. uh, I have acquired a Disney Plus subscription. Interpret that how you want to interpret that. And <laughs> coming so that's coming for how...
1: They're on their way.
3: <laughs> so that's how my family watched it the other night. And about 20 minutes in, both my boys, my six-year-old was playing on a Switch, my three-year-old was running laps around, and
2: okay. my wife and
3: I were the only ones trying to watch the movie. And we just sat there the whole time going. Yeah, yeah, I did so
4: love it. I just wondered if there's like a difference. You know, like sometimes I wonder if if this uh, feelings that we have towards certain CG or CG even versus practical. Like, I feel like a lot of that could be because of how we grew up on movies. It always makes me wonder, like, what do fresh eyes think when they see it? So, but I mean, and, across the board, it also, seems like people but, didn't really. But I also gel have to say it. this.
3: But I, maybe my kids aren't a fair judge because... (laughs) You're
4: indoctrinating them?
3: (laughs) Yes! I mean, I raised them on... Like, they grew up... I mean, they get introduced to it through the Lion Guard series that was on the Disney... On, like, Disney Junior. Mm -hmm. So, that led me to show them the animated movie, the original 94 film, which they loved. So, it's kind of like the... The Lion King remake wasn't their first exposure. Right. It's already
4: cemented it, in their they, mind like how it's supposed to look and what they're supposed to sound like. That can be kind of hard to get away from anyway. Right.
3: Like you said, I already indoctrinated I, them. Right. So
2: <laughs> I feel like there's a, there was a period of time between when we were old enough – before we were old enough to really have children and when CG and that style of animation was first coming into its own – For people to grow up with it. But I believe parents, like, you know, parents of our age that went through the 80s with hand drawn animation have such a love for it that when we have kids, we're going to show our kids that first, which might perpetuate their love for it. So Mm -hmm. it's going to be interesting to see, like, in (laughs) five, 10 years, if we're still going down this horrible road of. Of 3D animation, or if we go back to really good 2D animation, which I'm sure this this is going to come up again, come the animated categories, mm. because there were a yeah. couple of traditionally animated uh, movies yeah. in there.
1: Yeah, there yeah. sure, were. Yeah, um, Palmer, what one? Uh, are we? Do you want to do those at the end? Or no, we can do it by category. category. Okay, so yeah. for so what one are rewindies?
2: The rewindie goes to.
1: 1917 as it as it should yes. have. Excellent. 1917. Good. I want to say 1917 Fantastic. not just the the um visual effects you don't notice but they had to be so choreographed and timed mm-hmm. in a way that you that in a way that they they don't on, on a regular film that gets cut um w- with i guess regularity and so uh I think you, like, you have to tip your hat to that and just how everything has to be laid out by sequence. Yeah. Um and so that's that's pretty extraordinary. But speaking of cutting, let's do best film editing, uh Ford versus Ferrari, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, Joker and Parasite were all nominated in Ford versus Ferrari 1. Personally, on board for that i think that's what i think that's what i might have voted for i think it was i can
2: tell you while you talk because okay. i have your ballot in front oh, of wonderful
1: me. yeah <laughs> pretty it was pretty extraordinary editing um especially, racing's tough that's that's usually tough to tough to keep it exciting because i mean you can watch nascar on tv and be like
3: are they even driving yeah or are they just are they just there I, I, i'm sorry i'm sorry i just i just have that joke going in my head from uh uh, oh, I'm, I'm, I'm blanking on his name, but the ventriloquist who goes, "Ooh, another left, another left turn." Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, that's that's NASCAR, though.
3: <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. That's, yeah exactly. Fortunately, not it's not this. Yeah. <laughs> no, no, no. So, uh, Lisa, how do you feel about uh, Ford versus Ferrari winning?
4: Um, I really loved that movie. Um, I agree with you about the racing. I think it's hard to make racing interesting to people that are not interested in it. And I, my heart was racing the entire movie. I was so ah, excited and on the s- edge of my seat. Mm-hmm. Um, however, I did not have it as my number one. Uh, but but I can see why it won that category. I, I think I would have. I I placed Parasite and actually Jojo Rabbit up above it for me mm-hmm. personally. But but I but I did really enjoy it. So I can see why it won.
3: Goody goody Scott. It was my number one. am um, because I'm looking at my ballot right now.
4: <laughs> you, me too. So, I'm
2: also looking at your ballot right now.
3: No, <laughs> oh, I, am. Scary. I have
2: I have literally everybody's <laughs> ballot in front of me.
3: I know I can. see. Oh, okay. okay. The <laughs> microphone can tell. So no type. i i wanted I wanted Ford versus Ferrari to win. Mm-hmm. I mean, it w- when I got into these technical awards, it it very much was you know, That part of my brain had to click in and like, no, I was like, no. They edited that thing. That thing had energy. I I got to take my dad to go see that like this is one of those movies that like for the first time in two years my I, I made the time was like no I am taking my dad to go see this movie I bought his ticket and everything Aww. and so so the movie had that that quality to it that's like my dad and I are seeing this movie together <laughs> and like you said the energy the racing the cutting back and forth the way that you could follow it mm-hmm. like you never got lost yeah in in the racing, and I loved it. Especially if you know cars, there's another thing that like when my dad and I are watching movies like this, it's always like you're always watching what the actors are doing versus what the cars doing, and kind of going, okay, Uh-oh. does that actually match up? <laughs> oh, I do not. I mean, not on first viewing. I oh. I'm bored, then I'll start <laughs> doing that. Oh no! See, I that's just my that's just the way my brain works. So I was like, I I was so happy that. Ford versus Ferrari won this category. Good. And Palmer.
2: Uh, your number one movie in this category was The Irishman, because that was the one that had a one next no, to it.
1: five. <laughs> no. You told me highest to lowest. Uh,
2: I don't remember this.
1: I literally showed you the title So uh,
2: Ford versus Ferrari, I'm kind of in the same camp. As far as I'm fine with it winning. It wins because of the racing. Sure, but because that's the movie well, no, I mean, mm. what I'm saying is you could just show the racing like a normal racing, or you can cut it to actually make in racing look interesting, Mm-mm. and this is the closest I've gotten to like a days of thunder style rush while watching the racing sequences
3: days of thunder
2: well nice. yeah it's oh it's no I, I, dip-
3: thank you, Palmer just plucked it out of my brain actually. <laughs> Were you trying
2: to think of Days of Thunder the entire time?
3: I was thinking of Driven. No, no, I'm not trying Formula to that. I was trying to. I was like I was thinking Days yeah. of Thunder and you just said it before I did and I'm like, good, someone else went yep. there.
2: Yeah. You know, so this is this is easily the best racing movie since Days of Thunder. Even though I do have issues with the movie overall where I felt it was a little too long and I was just there for the racing and I got too much of a story that I didn't really want, mm-hmm. you know. So that was my biggest complaint with the movie. So I was, I'm fine with, I'm fine with it winning best editing. Good, you know, what, over uh, the other ones. What stacked? What wins the rewindy? The rewindy goes to uh, film editing. Is Parasite? Oh, twist! Yes. Um, what away. ended up happening was it w- like Parasite was. Pretty much everyone but Scott's number two, <laughs> Scott. because
3: Scott hasn't seen it. Scott, Scott, I b- I bought it today on iTunes. Good, okay, good, okay. good, good, um. good. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and by the way, I, and I bought it sight unseen, so which, which is there you go. Well, I
2: mean, I I saw the movie sight unseen. Yeah.
4: I think the editing will make sense after you see it. Yeah, there's just some really great visual. Metaphors and stuff like it's just cool. So look, the
2: editing will make sense once you've seen it, but the entire movie won't. So. That's oh, yeah. Palmer just, was message- just,
4: tweeting me live yeah. the entire time, asking me questions every five minutes into the movie. <laughs> He's and like, what's she's happening like, now? It's, it's and now, 3 a.m. Like, Go to it. bed. <laughs> yeah, he was like, please but, just finish it. <laughs> but also,
1: if you were looking at the screen, reading the subtitles instead of looking at your phone, asking Lisa what yeah. was happening, no.
3: maybe you would have uh, followed <laughs> <no>. <laughs>
4: Right, is, right. He's like, this is weird. Will the... this be explained? I think you'll have to watch it.
3: <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. The, Palmer is my wife. There we go. Wow, you heard it here, folks. Like, Academy Rind exclusive. No, because...
4: Well, then watch this movie alone, Scott, because she'll have a lot of questions.
2: <laughs> because I remember, like, I had originally heard of this movie because of how much Lisa loved it on Twitter. right. So right. at the start of the movie, of the I was... Yeah, I was like at the start of the movie I was like, well, all right, I it's okay, but you know, I don't really get what's going on. And then stuff happens and then it really kicks in. So really the best way to watch this is to send a message to Lisa like every 10 minutes.
4: Yeah, yeah. It really so. enhances your viewing.
2: Yeah. It does. <laughs> it certainly
1: doesn't make Lisa's life
2: easier though. <laughs> I'm not saying she has to answer. That's true. <laughs> Moving on,
1: best costume design. Once upon a time in Hollywood, Joker, Jojo Rabbit, The Irishman, and Little Women were all nominated. Little Women won best costume design. Uh, this definitely was my number. This definitely was my number one pick. I, that's the the detail uh, was beautiful and extraordinary, and I loved it. Jacqueline Duran is a genius. Lisa, what say you?
4: Uh, Same. I mean, I I thought, you know, the the costumes in uh, Jojo Rabbit, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, the Irishman, I I thought they were great. Um, But it's really hard to compete with a period piece like this. You know, I mean, the dresses are just bigger, and they're prettier. And uh, they were really nice. I heard in like a behind the scenes, Greta mentioned they didn't wear like corsets or hoop skirts on Mm -hmm. purpose because she doesn't like those, um, which I guess Mm -hmm. is not necessarily accurate to the time but i didn't even really notice that when i was watching it i thought all the dresses looked really pretty and yeah i wanted to make every single dress that i saw which i will never have enough time to do but i can appreciate it in this film
1: (laughs) if you're going to make one go for meryl streep's um purple ensemble Heck,
4: yeah she was like uh, what's her name? McGonagall, the entire movie, like, I don't know. She or, like, Smith from Downton Abbey, oh, like, she was just...
3: <laughs> Mag- Maggie, Maggie Smith, Smith. Smith, yeah, yeah. She was
4: just yeah. with those whip-fire, you know, really quick yeah. comebacks. It was great.
1: But you are not married, Aunt Marge. Well, that's because I'm rich. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was like, <laughs> bam. <laughs>
2: uh,
1: so good. Josephine, there's a draft. Anyway,
2: um, <laughs> uh, Scott, Scott is his name. Scott, what? Yes, I... It was...
1: I,
3: it was my number it one. Was your number one. I was, I was excited. Plus the fact that she's also going to be costuming uh, Matt Reeves the Batman as her <gasps> current as her current job. Yay! I don't. You, why are you are? You guys obviously don't listen to my podcast. Oh, uh, uh seriously. <laughs> I mean,
2: to be fair, I don't listen to any podcast. Yeah, actually. this one included. I've been. That's it. Well, I mean, you're How on it. How dare you? Actually, t- to be fair, I actually have listened to Lisa's depend- <laughs> on movie dependent,
1: but not Scott. Um.
2: Palmer's, anyway, so... Palmer's I listen to you, Scott. You,
4: I just haven't heard that one yet.
2: That's true. I don't know yes, why you're all yes. so excited <laughs> about the Batman, though. It's just going to be the same outfits. That's fine.
3: They were so beautiful. <laughs> Pattison will make it work. <laughs> I
4: can't believe you even said that sentence. Of course I'm excited.
3: Yeah. Uh, I'm insulted. Uh, but, no, I... I was excited by it because I really did enjoy the film. Uh, Tim and I talked about this before I went to go see it because I have never read Little Women, nor have I seen any other film adaptation. Of Yay! This. Welcome read to it. my so we life. I
1: should read it. <laughs> you should see the. Oh no, no, film. no!
3: I, I, Tim, Tim has photographic evidence that I went and bought the Library of America version that has nice. Little Women, Little Boys, and uh, and Little Others, and, and <laughs> Joe's Boys. So I'm 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 all in. I'm all in for for this for this universe, but the costumes were gorgeous. And like and like universe. you said, Lisa, a period piece is hard to
4: beat. Yeah, Lisa. it's just going to be prettier. Let's be honest.
3: <laughs> yeah, and
1: I mean, not that something. I mean, technically, Jojo Rabbit is a period piece in its own, but uh, it is. And once upon a time in Hollywood, but there's something mm-hmm. about the embroidery, I guess, even of of times past versus screen print T-shirts. <laughs> uh, this is a little different. Although the costumes in Jojo Rabbit were pretty great, Scar- yes. all of Scarlett
2: Johansson's
1: outfits were excellent.
4: Mm-hmm.
2: Uh, Agreed.
1: Palmer, what do you? What say you?
2: the The Little Women outfits were were good. Uh, maybe against the rest of the categories, it should win. I don't think it's the best I've seen for a period piece. Well, no, I've, I've definitely seen that. better. Like, Atonement, I think, is is better. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I would uh, agree with that. I don't think yeah.
4: they're going for 100% accuracy or anything.
2: I mean, it's not so much accuracy because, honestly, unless unless you know, like, you work a lot with with clothes because of your cosplaying. So, like, to me, I couldn't tell you the difference or what's inaccurate about any of the costumes <laughs> to
4: be fair, I barely can, so I'm 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 learning. <laughs> I'm so green.
2: I mean, I I did like him. Yeah, once upon a time in Hollywood, it was just Brad Pitt in a Hawaiian t-shirt. But he looked great. <laughs> the Irishman. Not in a Hawaiian t-shirt at all? Yeah, yeah.
4: I was gonna say sometimes shirtless. <laughs>
2: um, the Irishman, they're all in suit and ties. The Joker. I mean, we've seen the Joker we've seen joker before like mm-hmm. there's there's nothing different
1: i would argue that it's not even like the best like joker suit that's been on screen before right. it's hard to beat jack's plaid pants
2: <laughs> yeah, i mean this is true
4: also yeah. that beret mm-hmm. yeah
2: yeah that,
1: mm-hmm. yeah classy yeah.
2: so i mean overall we can say we you know who you know that we all like little women but is this really the strongest like uh, Aside from maybe say Little Women, is this really the strongest set of candidates in a? We're not here to costume? discuss. We're
1: not here to discuss that. You get the five, and that's it. We can't. You <laughs> right, can't go but I'm out just saying. To other like, movies, we don't have time for that. No, well, but you what I'm just saying say, is, but once if again, you're giving it to is, Little
2: Women, the... are you just giving it to Little Women because it really was the best, or because against the the like they just did a really bad job of nominating movies? No, I think. Well, little but women once was again, but that's not how the
3: Oscars work. Is that you, you? have to judge it by these five were the ones that were saying these were the five best of the year, and allegedly. Then, uh, once again, of uh, allegedly, I, I understand. But then you say, <laughs> okay, now that you have this five, it's which is the best relative to these five? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if it, and that's the criteria yeah. of the Oscars every year. And so I'm going to say yes, Little Women of these five. Gets, gets the nod. All
2: right.
3: Yeah, you can't. You, this is you know
1: the rules. You can't go outside of the nominations.
2: I voted for cats.
1: They weren't even <laughs> costumes. It would technically would have been in the CG category.
2: I'm sure somebody was wearing so something.
1: Yeah, I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> what an, we like all hope took, so. They took the Irishman CGI to they, the next. They really did. Level.
2: Um, Palmer, what won? Uh, well, fun fact. This is one of two categories where the winner received a perfect score. Oh. We all chose Little Women.
1: That's very exciting because, nice. Wonderful. Know, because we're friends and stuff. Yeah. All right, moving <laughs> on. Best Makeup and Hairstyling, uh, 1917. Maleficent, Mistress of Evil, Judy, Joker, and Bombshell were all nominated. Bombshell won. Uh, I think this was... I think this was the clearest winner um, Just based on Based on how they, they Got everyone to look like, they respected, like their Respective real life counterparts um, Though I think Judy was Judy did a good job at um, Renee Zellweger, turning Renee Zellweger Into Judy Garland, and 1917 Had some real subtle makeup That was quite good um, And so um, Lisa, what say you?
4: So, weirdly, I put Maleficent above it.
0: The, good, the uh, cheekbones. I got you.
4: Yeah. It, it's just... I really liked the makeup in Bombshell. I think uh, that team, they're the best at what they do. However, sometimes just in the movie, it was a little bit distracting. I think we talked about that mm-hmm. in our, like, top ten of the year episode. Sometimes it just... I don't know. It just, like, didn't work as well as in some of the other movies they've worked on, you know? It wasn't, like, as transformative. And, like I said, sometimes it it's sort of – I don't know. It, it seemed like it influenced the actors to be more, like, of a cartoonish version of that character.
3: I don't know. It was good, though. But I also think that that was the – but I also felt – granted, I didn't wa- watch Bombshell, <laughs> but – I got the impression from the team who was making the movie and previous movies that they have made that the cartoonish parody version is exactly what they were shooting for. Yeah. So I think you have to. So I think you have to kind of go with filmmaker's intent when it comes. Yeah, to Yeah, but that. I think it's just
4: been better in some of the other ones. But just I mean, because that was what yeah. they
2: were going for doesn't mean it was the right choice.
3: No. I, I, once again. But once that kind of goes down to you subjectively might not have liked the choice, but you have to acknowledge that's what they were going for. So how successful were they in what they were trying to do? And I think that's where my brain goes a lot of times is what were the decisions they made? So then I'm going to judge it by how well did they do what they were setting out to do?
4: Yeah, I think I was just like a little bit disappointed, but at the same time. I mean, I had it at my number two, so it's not like I had it at number five or something. <laughs> you right. know, I still really appreciated it.
2: I will say that Nicole Kidman, they did a really good job on. Mm-hmm. Yeah, John I agree Lithgow, with that. they did a decent job on, but like Charlize, Charlize Theron, I don't think they did. So it wasn't like like they really nailed Nicole Kidman, mm-hmm. and not. Even so much on Charlie Theron, so I believe there's, I believe it's, it's a very uneven job too. Mm.
3: Yeah. See, I was the exact opposite because Shirley Theron was the one that always made me look twice. Yeah, like I had to guess I... whether it was her or not. Hmm. Yeah. Maybe
4: it does influence you after you see it. I don't know.
1: Yeah. I'm. That, I'm in that could be camp. playing
4: into it for me.
1: Yeah. Well, Scott,
3: what about what about? Well, I guess you already said you're. Your piece, but yeah, um. yeah, I already said my piece because I I did pick, I, I even picked bombshell sight unseen just because I thought th- because of the transformations of Nicole Kidman and, into Greta and and Shirley Sturrowe into Megyn Kelly I it, I was impressed.
2: Yeah, and it's not really like you have to watch the movie to be able to gauge. That's right. The, you know, it's one of sure. those like the the score in the original song. Like you can listen to those on YouTube. Or on any sort of digital platform, sure.
1: I would argue that score you should see the film because the score is in the score is in service to the film. But
2: original song you could listen to on its own. Uh, we'll find out. Um, <laughs> that being said, I was with Lisa. I I thought Maleficent was was the should have been the winner, as far you know. And I just think because they did more with Maleficent. And it was more across the board. Sure. Whereas I felt Bombshell was kind of uneven at times.
1: Sure. This is the same team that won for Darkest Hour for the Churchill mm-hmm.
2: film. Which was great. which yes. was great. Yeah, which I liked. Which was fantastic. Yeah, that, same guy That behind. I felt
4: like was really good. Yeah. And in that
2: yeah. instance, though, like, the main thing was converting him to Churchill. Whereas they're taking three people in this movie and not just one.
1: Sure well, they did well, I mean they there are other people that look like their historical counterparts but even but my point with that is that the part of their goal with the Churchill makeup I was just I just watched the thing on this last week that they didn't want him to look exactly like Churchill, they wanted some of Gary Oldman in there because they first mm-hmm. passed with the makeup he just looked exactly like Winston Churchill, and you couldn't get. Oldman's performance out of it exactly and so going back to this blending thing we were talking about before like you still want the actors and actresses to look kind of like themselves
2: see I I would argue that that Darkest Hour I can't spot Gary Oldman in there and because of that I think they did such a good job I still know it's Gary Oldman because of his voice
1: you're supposed to though you're supposed to see part of Gary Oldman in there so maybe you just don't have a good working a picture of what Winston Churchill looks like.
2: He looks like Gary Oldman. He does. Well,
4: John Lithgow was certainly channeling his uh, Churchill performance in Bombshell. He sure <laughs> it's was. It's like almost was. the I, same. Yes, <laughs> yeah. he was.
2: What was the name of his Churchill movie?
3: Oh, it's a, He's in, the in The Crown. in The Crown.
2: Oh, all right. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. There was. I was trying to think because it was a competing Churchill movie. The same year as Darkest yeah. Hour, and it's got Brian Cox as yeah. the actor. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Not a bad movie. It was just Gathering not as storm, good as Darkest Hour. Coming
1: Into the Storm, uh, the, the Shrouded Storm. No, Gathering Storm so, Into um, the Storm it's, on HBO. <laughs> that's right.
3: Yeah, Gathering Storm had Albert. Yeah, Shady. that's right. Yeah. Anyway, that one's actually really good. So, yeah. Uh, so, oh, it's
2: really good. Welcome
4: yeah. to the Churchill Podcast. Yeah,
2: yeah, actually, I would totally do that. <laughs> Who's in with me? Anybody? All right. Uh, okay. It'll be I mean, three episodes, and that's it. Yay. So, <laughs> yeah. the rewindy for makeup and hair styling goes to bombshell.
1: Well, could have seen that coming. All right, great. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, moving on, best cinematography, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Lighthouse Joker, The Irishman in 1917. 1917, won. The Deke, Roger Deakins takes home his second Oscar,
2: Man's a Master.
3: In a row.
1: Man's a Master, it definitely should have won. I mean,
3: what the,
2: did you win for last year?
1: 19...
3: Blade Runner twenty forty
1: nine.
2: Yeah. You were about to say nineteen
1: seventeen. Uh, no, I, I thought you, this <laughs> I thought you asked what one. Another number like What did he win? That no, was like nineteen seventeen. This this year. So, um, oh, yeah, man. I think all these That's films. Right. I think all these films. They were. It had. They were good cinematography, but I think um, nineteen seventeen was kind of tra- obviously transcended with its like invisible cut films. When I watched, a, like an average scene has like it's like 30 or 40 cuts per scene and there were about a dozen in this whole movie um Mm. which is pretty extraordinary considering it it kind of falls into the action category just a little bit and so that's pretty awesome so good for roger deacons and um although if this movie wasn't around i'd have given it to the lighthouse because it is claustrophobic as heck
2: and
3: claustrophobic. Uh, Lighthouses actually was my number yeah, two. Yeah, mine, so I'm, there, mine as well. I'm, I'm there with you. Claustrophobic.
2: Too. Yeah. It's made to look like an old timey yeah, uh, well, painting.
1: It is no. It's actually filmed in the aspect ratio that was available at, during the time period that the film takes place. Right, and they the, use
4: some lenses too, and mm-hmm. some of the shots, some yeah. old lenses. Is,
2: yeah, but it, it's also designed to look like like an old photograph. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. It's
1: good stuff. So, uh, Lisa your thoughts on cinematography in general all of it. Uh
4: I think like the Roger Deakins should... <laughs> yeah. No I think Roger Deakins should win every day until he passes Agreed. or every year Yeah Uh so I had you know 1917 as my number 1 and I also had The Lighthouse as my number 2 because I think it, it was just done so well and they did so many interesting things with with that genre and like you said already the aspect ratio you guys already talked about it so I totally agree
1: with you Wonderful
3: Wonderful, Scott. Although you actually already said, uh, well, it was my number one, but it was also one of those movies that I thought best cinematography as I was watching it. Yeah, like my brain, my th- like the scene where the so- where the soldier is looking out across, you know, when he wakes the the one cut where there, there's a time lapse and he wakes up, and there's like almost that b- flare ballet going on. Mm-hmm. That was the scene that just made me go.
1: Damn, that's the one. That, that's, that's That's the scene that was shot during the be- day,
3: too. Yeah, yeah, that's the one where I go. That's beautiful. And then, of course, you know, knowing that it was Sam Mendes and Roger Deakins, I'm like, yeah, you could tell this is the same team that did Skyfall. Yeah, mm-hmm. this is mm-hmm. this is gorgeous. So, yeah, I was I was so happy. Roger Deakins, I'll, I'll, especially after getting nominated for so many times and then to win two years in a row. And isn't he doing Dune with Villeneuve? Yep, he's doing Dune. Yeah, yes. Yeah. Good. It's gonna be a
1: beautiful film. Mm-hmm. I think he's really doing dunk, though. If you no, if you...
2: it's Kunk, Kunk, C U N C, Kunk, right?
1: Yeah. If you look at the the, and... the title card, that it's
2: missing middle lines. Yep. Oh, gotcha. And the C, the first C is reversed because they're rebels. Yeah.
1: So it's just like the it's just like a U shape, but it, it makes all the letters. So it does read Dune if you know Dune, but. If you don't, then
2: that those aren't all letters. It does read <laughs> Dune if you know that that's what it's supposed to say. Yeah, Palmer, how do you feel about <laughs> 1917 winning? I'm fine with it. Oh, my gosh. Uh-oh. I like that
1: Lisa Scott and I are like, great choice. Number one, Palmer's like, it's fine.
2: Well, I mean, to be <laughs> honest, like <laughs> I didn't like The Lighthouse, but I thought it was so well shot. Mm-hmm. That being said, just the open scope of 1917 is really beautiful to look at. And it is shot really well. I like it. it isn't, for a movie, both of those movies, I'm not too too high on to begin with. But I believe the technical aspect in 1917 is there. I just don't think the movie overall mm-hmm. is. So, that being said, the Rewindee did go to 1917. Yay. Again, Yay. this was Yay. the second category that... It received a perfect score. Oh, oh, interesting! As it should. This is
1: the second award for
2: 1917. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was that is, three this categories is actually the. Ago. Yes, because we haven't done the other ones yet. Yeah, this good. is oh, the second award. <laughs> yeah, way to way to spoil
1: it. Okay, great. Um, best production design: Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, The Irishman, Jojo Rabbit, 1917, and Parasite. The winner was Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. This was um, this was a choice that was made. I can understand by you, by the academy. Okay, I can understand why they went for it. It is a very excellent historical representation of of, <laughs> of, of thirty years ago of sixties of sixties Hollywood. Sixties, um, yeah, not seventies. sixties, yeah, 60s, yeah yes. very late sixties. Yeah, sixties Hollywood. Um, there's this really good. Dichotomies between DiCaprio's like D- DiCaprio's way of life versus Brad Pitt's way of life versus the man's Like it's all really plotted and well changed out, and it's like one of those like it's so good you don't notice that it's good. Which is partly um, sometimes when production design stands out too much, you I, start it starts to distract from the film. And so um, sometimes kind of like good special effects, sometimes the ones you don't notice are the best. Um, but my pick was 1917 because of the sheer size of what they had to build um, for for their incredibly long shots. Um, though, yeah, that's that. Uh, Lisa?
4: I also chose 1917. I felt that it should have won uh, just because of how many – you know, how big that production design had to be to to fit everything into those one shots and it had to be perfectly timed and every little detail, no Starbucks cups like in Game of Thrones, you know, so, (laughs) uh, yeah, so like, I I just, I don't know, that was definitely my number one, I actually had Once Upon a Time Hollywood a lot further down on my list, I think my number two was Jojo Rabbit, actually, Uh, but I mean, I, I can totally appreciate what you're saying.
1: Yeah, I think – actually, in some ways, I think that it wins because a lot of the voting members of the Academy lived in Hollywood during that time. And so they're looking at it and going, oh, my God, it was just like that. And so it's like a Mm -hmm. nostalgia vote. The membership's
2: not as old as you think Yeah, you
4: could probably apply that to a lot of movies. That is true. (laughs) Maybe not
2: 1917, but, but, you know, a good (laughs)
4: But, yeah, yeah. um, And and I hear that. I mean, I'm really interested in that time period and what was going on and uh, the story, so I can appreciate that, too.
3: Goody. Goody. Scott? Uh, My thoughts pretty much echo yours, Tim, because I did have 1917 as my number one, but I did have Once Upon a Time in Hollywood as my number two. Mm. So I think what made 1917 more for me, not only, but like, you're talking about the scope, okay. but also the the striving for authenticity, you know, where I feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood is more of a hyper-realistic yeah, stylized, or stylized yeah. version of the mm-hmm. late 60s. So that's why, in my personal estimation, I gave the nod to 1917. But like I said, um, having only seen three of the five movies in this category, <laughs> uh, Oh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, do you get my number two vote? There you go.
2: So this is interesting because I went with the Academy, actually. I went with Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I just thought it was far... I just thought the production quality was far better than any of the other movies. For all the problems I have with the movie, the look and style uh, for the time period is definitely not one of them. Uh, You know, the costumes, the sets, everything about that looked correct in the time that it's supposed to be. That's why I went with it, and I think that's why the Academy went with it. 1917, there's there's just a lot of battlefields and a lot of running around, and I understand there are some set pieces, but all a set,
1: like like even though it's outside you have to create all of that look it's not like you can still go to no man's land and just be like it's still here exactly as it was a hundred years ago
2: no yeah they
1: really push
4: the limits of that like with you know the bodies like stacked up and like i don't know the way that they pose them and the way that you know they would like i don't know just it was just crazy looking every time that they would go through a field where there were a bunch of people that were that had passed. Um, that to me also was just really impressive. Something I hadn't really seen before, even in a war film.
2: Yeah. I mean, these are good arguments. <laughs> Ultimately, <laughs> the numbers uh, came into effect and production design, the rewindy goes to 1917. Oh, Barely. It still goes. Barely.
1: Well, yeah. Three out of four of us voted for it. So Yeah,
2: but it was. Uh, Once upon a time in Hollywood was like number two for everyone, mm-hmm. and 1917 was actually much further down on my list. Oh, I see. So it it came close.
1: I was like, "Ew, mud!" Number nine. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like mud, yeah. <laughs> Palmer. There's only five
2: <laughs> movies. Number nine, nine. It actually gets negative four points. Oh
1: goodness. Alright, so moving on, best to sound editing, which is where sounds are if you don't know no, it is not. It's when sounds <laughs> are created in the studio. Um, so oh, whether the they're to brand new book. or they're created by a foley artist or by a computer or whatever, this is before you put them into the movie. This is just the creation of the sound. And the um the films nominated were Ford versus Ferrari, Joker, nineteen seventeen, once upon a time in Hollywood, in Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. Ford versus Ferrari one, um, which um I agree with generally because
2: Because the cards went vroom vroom.
1: They went vroom in the right way. It didn't sound like you know, like <laughs> it didn't sound Hayes like Bond vroom. Movie where he jumps over the where he jumps over the the river or whatever and it goes whee it's one of the Roger
3: Moore ones. I can't remember which one it is. It's Live and Let yes, Die. I'm just <laughs> yeah. telling you. I'm sorry. I Lisa knows this. <laughs> don't, don't <miss. laughs> yeah. That's
1: silly.
2: Now I'm going to have that Paul McCartney song stuck in my head. You're welcome. So anyway, go You're, you're
3: welcome. You're welcome.
1: Um I a part of me I think I might have given this to Star Wars just because sometimes there's like there's a part of me that was like, well, you created sounds for something that doesn't exist and i think that's that's a special skill like to not make that sound stupid but like uh, we know what a car sounds like we even know what those cars sound like mm-hmm. uh and so but a but like something that happens in space by an alien creature that doesn't actually exist that's a brand new creation out of nothing and um and so i think that's a, that's a bigger and and different skill but um, I love Ford vs. Ferrari, so I'm perfectly fine with edit, sound editing going in that direction. Lisa?
4: Um, I gave it to Ford vs. Ferrari. I mean, I just think, uh, again, like, there could be a tendency for this movie to just be loud and rattling and frustrating to listen to, especially if you're not a huge car person. But uh, it, it was really crisp and clear, and um, it sounded really good. Uh, You know, I cannot compare it to real car sounds and be able to tell the difference, but I can tell that it worked for the movie. Um, I sympathize with your Star Wars vote, although I didn't feel like there was any new sounds in this particular version of Star Wars. So while I think maybe initially they created a lot of sounds... It just didn't. I don't know. For some reason, it just didn't stand out to me the same. So I had Ford versus Ferrari as my number one, and then for number two, I actually had nineteen seventeen.
1: Oh, nice. Yeah, mm. all acceptable, I think. Honestly, the only one he, Joker and Once Upon a Time are the ones that are almost like.
2: That seems to be know, a theme this year. Like you have one or two really yeah good nominees, and then the other ones are like we needed five.
1: <laughs> once upon a time you could almost like i can be like yeah okay because it sounds of the 60s and you got to recreate those and like cars sound yeah. different, and i add sound different you know cigarette smoke sure. is different or something i don't know so like, <laughs> I, I get that but uh joker was an odd choice for sound editing i like need to know more about yeah. sound editing to fully appreciate why it was nominated in the first place mm-hmm. uh scott
3: uh, I had Ford versus Ferrari as my number one. Okay. And I actually have an interesting take on this since I'm a gearhead by proxy. Mm-hmm. Uh, as I mentioned, my dad. I mean, my my to give you a little bit of history of why my, that is, my dad restores vintage British sports cars in his basement as his retirement hobby. My address I mean, he, is 39, <laughs> if you ever want to send me one. <laughs> Sounds
4: expensive.
3: <laughs> uh, well, he's he's done too. But he he loves British sports cars. So he he has like a a 1959 Triumph TR3 which basically kind of looks like an Aston Martin in a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like a, a lot of British cars can kind of have that same look sure. to them. And but you no know, he's the guy who like strips them down to their frame, sands it down, repaints it and then puts it piece by piece back together. Don't
4: let Nick hear about this. <laughs> I'm just
3: kidding.
0: He would love I, this. I've
3: helped him I, I've helped him with both of his cars because one of them was the car my wife and I drove away from from our reception. And, and so I think my sound editing argument for Ford versus Ferrari, you're like, well, we know what cars sound like this or that. But I think this kind of goes back to like when we talk about the visual effects being the ones you don't notice or the costumes being the ones that feel the real, look the most accurate. I'm telling you as someone who has helped work on cars – That sitting next to my dad and like he's listening to the noises, going, okay, no, that's what they're doing, or that's the like. Mm -hmm. It's not just that they're making sounds; it's like they're making sounds that accurately reflect what they're actually doing. Mm
4: -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like they can tell just by ear what's off, or yeah,
3: yeah, and my dad can do that. So it's so I think that's why I get the first variety is that it's not just like like almost like what you said, Lisa. It's not just a bunch of loud sounds. Like no, this is what. This is what it sounds like.
4: Yeah. And, and, and well-timed because it could just give you a headache if you're just listening to Cars Rev for two hours. That would be terrible. But it doesn't sound like that.
3: Exactly. So I, I, I that's the authenticity argument is what I kind of throw into that, that, you know, pushes it over the, the – pushes it to the number one for me. That's a good point. That's an excellent point. Palmer.
2: Yeah. Palmer's fun fact. Loud, rattling, and difficult to listen to is one of our reviews on iTunes. Really? I don't know. Oh. Probably. (laughs) Uh, I mean, Ford versus Ferrari, car went vroom, sounded good. (laughs) Really nothing else in this category that stood out to me. I was going to say, I don't think you'd listen to anything Scott just said. (laughs) No, (laughs) but that's Scott. Like He went very in-depth. With me, it's just, you know... I heard a car, sounded like a car. To me, the rest of these things weren't weren't really that impressive. Mm-hmm. So the fact that I didn't hate Ford versus Ferrari, sure, why not? Right on. Right on. And the Rewindy <laughs> went to Ford versus Ferrari. Twist. Yeah.
1: Didn't see that coming at all. I did. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, best sound mixing, which is which we take those sounds that were created and we actually put them in the film at particular volumes to emphasize certain emotional beats and so on and so forth. The nominees were Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Joker, Ford versus Ferrari, Ad Astra, coming in strong with one nomination, Ad Astra, and 1917. Usually you
2: get nominated for both of the sound categories. It's very
1: strange that it got nominated only for mixing, although the clip they showed of the explosion in space, like that muffled explosion. Was in like,
2: space, no one can hear an explosion.
3: I know, but they were in the atmosphere. Unless you're near its, atmosphere, yeah, so there's actually the something atmosphere. for the sound to bounce yeah. off or of. Listen, Scott, I don't need to hear yeah.
2: your no. science jargon. You're not a science teacher. Are well, you? Palmer went on a real limo on that. <laughs> <laughs>
4: He got really nervous did. there for a second. <laughs> are, like, you, are you? Are you
2: <laughs> really? Look, I, there's a <laughs> lot of things that I don't know about Scott. and His last I, name. What I'm, he does barely, I'm fairly certain all I know is his name is Scott. And I don't even know if that's just like a made up name for the podcast. One T, two T's, <laughs> C, K. I don't know how it's spelled.
4: <laughs> there are a lot of Scots in the podcasting world. That's true. Conspiracy theory.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's all just this. It's time. all him,
1: <laughs> and a lot of it's Tim's.
4: I'm going to point
3: out too. Oh yeah, I was more conservative. No, the Tims that, that's than, really just all Tim.
2: Like it. he just
1: does like <laughs> 18 podcasts that's a true. day. What's what's most important is that there's only one Palmer.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. You're welcome, America. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, 1917
1: won best sound mixing. I would say that is um, apart from apart from I guess any of these films. Um, Ford versus Ferrari in 1917 would be on my list of of excellent sound mixing so I'm I'm quite happy that I'm quite happy this is the direction that it went with um because it's not afraid to it's not afraid to dial them back or pump them up depending on the scene in favor of like what the emotion is calling for uh and uh I like that very much Lisa
4: I chose 1917 again uh for number one or no sorry Ford no, versus Ferrari. No you did Ferrari. not. Whoa, whoa, Liar. Whoa, whoa. Curveball. Okay. I I chose Ford versus Ferrari for number 1 and then number 2 is 1917 for me.
2: Cool. So, cool, 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 cool. Cool. I
4: just I think I I think in my mind a little bit I do blend sound mixing and editing a little bit so that could have been part of it for me well, but I mean um, everyone
2: kind of does.
4: Yeah. So uh but I I just was impressed with the sound, obviously. I keep saying it over and over with Ford versus Ferrari, so that's why it was my number one. But uh, number two is 1917, so yeah, that's all I have to say.
3: And Scott. Same thing. I mean, Ford versus Ferrari was my number one, 1917 was my number two because sound and sound. So I, I just felt like those. It it, 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 it's always weird when different movies when like, like Palmer said, you kind of expect the same movies to. Or was it Tim? I don't remember me. at this point. That was, I thought so, uh, that, you know, you expect the same movies to be nominated in both of these categories, but I kind of also expect the same movie to win both of the categories. And so I i picked Four versus Ferrari for a lot of the same reasons I mentioned in my sound editing conversation. So that's all I have to say about that. Right, Thank
2: you, Forrest. <laughs> and Palmer.
3: <laughs> uh,
2: I mean, honestly, I would have loved to give an Ad Astra more love. mm it was a boring movie, but it sounded good. <laughs> like that was, like, like you want to listen to a movie, you listen to Ad Astra. Yeah. You want to watch a movie, don't watch Ad Astra.
3: Oh, stop <laughs> it!
2: Uh, that being said, I ultimately settled on 1917 because Palmer's for... running commentary that I
1: I settled on 1917. Well, no.
2: The, the I reason, know. <laughs> the reason I went with this over Ford versus Ferrari, like I did in the last sound, I felt the, the volumes in 1917 were just done so well with the, with the parts of the movie that are supposed to be synced up at. Like it goes from really loud to really quiet, really well. And it, that can be difficult to do in movies and still sound right.
4: Mm-hmm. That's true. There have been some movies or shows I've seen where you're like turning the volume up and down the whole time. Oh, Or absolutely. you like leave the theater and you're like, "That was that, that is, was bad." That yeah. is
2: why, like at home, every movie I watch has uh, closed caption on. Yeah, I also so that way I don't have to keep doing that. I like the noise um, noise
1: reduction is the thing that you can do on right. TV. It does mm. natural noise reduction, which is super helpful when Hans Zimmer scores. Come yeah. On.
2: Um <laughs> while we're while we're on the the topic of sound though can we get hollywood to agree to just stop using like the really muffled like 30 seconds worth of sound every time you have an explosion I'm over this already <laughs> No All right well I tried America You did the rewindy, the, the rewindy goes to
1: 1917 Hooray. Okay Um the moment we've all been waiting for
2: best original song. Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> I mean, we've been we've been waiting for it because I promised uh Twitter that you would sing all of these, so chop chop. Okay. Into <laughs> the unknown. Here it goes. <laughs> 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 That's the best <laughs> part of that song. We can back you up in yep. the background. <laughs> but the we won't. I love him. I love him. Nope.
1: This is nope. me. This is me. Uh, next one. I can't let you. I can't let you throw yourself away. There. there see, I did two of them. Good job. Thank you. Um, so, uh, Into, the Unknown, I, um, Into the Unknown from Frozen 2. I can't let you throw yourself away from Toy Story 4. I'm standing with you from Breakthrough. Stand up from Harriet. And I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Man. winner, I'm Gonna Love Me Again from Rocket Man. music by Elton John.
2: And Bernie Toppin.
1: And Bernie Toppin. My apologies, you're correct. Well, I didn't say everybody else on <laughs> Poor there, Poor so Bernie. I just said films, but, you know, actually, he, he got to speak first, so.
2: He got to speak mm-hmm. most. Yes, he did. Elton John was like, look, I win lots of Grammys, you basically just voted for this because I'm Elton John, see ya.
1: Um... Controversial opinion that might be true. I'm not sure about that. That's
2: not a controversial opinion. Like that's that's correct. It
4: is for me because a- I loved it. <laughs> the
2: Academy, <laughs> like everyone, kind of makes a joke about the Golden Globes when they nominate stuff. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, they just want that person to show up there. I feel the Academy does this specifically during original songs.
1: They want to hang out with Elton John. They don't want to hang out. with Well, the no, they want him well,
2: on I the broadcast. Too. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like they want yeah. Elton John there, they want uh <laughs> Bruce Springsteen there. So when they have a chance to, they'll they'll give them the award, gotcha. whether or not they're really the best.
1: I mean that's that's true and I guess that's true and not true all at the same time. I don't remember what I chose. Can you actually tell me?
2: I can tell you. Well I think I might have
1: been into the unknown.
2: You chose into the unknown.
1: Yeah, twist. I knew it. And then maybe...
2: I mean it just wasn't in, into the Unknown's good, and that beginning, like, that it's ethereal the, mm-hmm. part is really good, but it's not Let It Go.
1: Yeah, I didn't, I wasn't really taken with any of these songs, although <laughs> I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away is, like, in my head at
2: least once a week. Um, but that's the thing because it's Randy Newman. Yeah. So, I'll tell you who wasn't taken by these nominees. Scott. Lisa, oh twist, mm-hmm. yeah. It was either going to be it was either going to be
3: me, Lisa Scott, or you. So, um, <laughs> Lisa, please tell I, us. I wasn't taken by these nominees either. You're you're not wrong. Yeah. Tim. I'm telling I you don't right think now. any of us were really. Yeah. Okay.
2: So yeah. tell so, us, Lisa's first. Yeah. Go ahead, Lisa.
4: So I picked "I'm Gonna Love Me Again," and my controversial opinion is I do think it deserved it. I think it was the best song. I listened to all the songs. I thought. I'm going to love you again, and I can't uh, let you throw yourself away were legitimately good songs. The other ones I really could have lived without. Um, I did not really love any of the songs in Frozen, but if I had to choose one, I probably would have chosen the one Kristoff sang as like a better, catchier, oh, more fun great. song. Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. And yeah, the breakthrough one made me want to jump out a window. Or um, fall
2: in a thing of ice.
4: Yeah, it was like, am I better off in the ice? I don't know. Um, Yeah, they just weren't super catchy. Like, I was kind of surprised when I listened to all of them. But but I'm Gonna Love Me Again was awesome, and I love Elton John, so I'm incredibly biased. I'm done.
3: That's fine. That's very (laughs) fair. Scott? I I take credit for being the least enthralled by these nominees because I only saw two of the five movies (laughs) that these songs were in. And I did not care for Into the Unknown. Kind of like Lisa said, I wasn't really taken with any of the songs in Frozen Two. And I didn't remember I Can't Let You Throw Yourself Away. Like I like I if you played it for me, I would g I would probably go, was that in the movie? Yeah. I was I was <laughs> the <laughs> same way listening to and, it. And then the other three never saw the movie, so I never heard the songs. Mm. So I actually this is where it's country real. I didn't vote in this category at all. This is true. You did because, because the only song I recognized was Into the Unknown, and I wasn't giving it a vote.
2: Which, which I will say, it made it easier for me to pick the winner. So what did what, what did <laughs> No. We? I, well, we're going to hear my thoughts on these songs. I thought we did already. No. I don't order. You just, heard, you just heard my thoughts on them giving songs. the Academy Award to Elton John. Oh, okay, <laughs> But then, by all means, you did go on for a long time about Elton John. Well, because (laughs) he's he's old.
4: (laughs) How dare you? That's Sir Elton John you're talking about. You're you're closer to
1: his age (laughs) than all of us.
2: (laughs) I thought Scott was older. He's not. Damn it. (laughs) Uh, Anyway, am I not the oldest? Apparently not. How old are you, Palmer? I'm 38. Oh,
4: okay. So, not much older. (laughs) (laughs)
3: Not much because I turned 38 in March. Oh yeah, so. so
2: it's like six months difference.
3: I was still right. <laughs> yay! Okay. So
2: um, I'm gonna take the I'm gonna take the crown off of Scott and say I was the least enthralled by these songs.
3: <laughs> for all <Andrew laughs> who cared less. Wow. Again, into the
2: unknown. We've already discussed wasn't good. I'm standing with you. <laughs> was even worse. Like I think that song had five lyrics and it was just the title of the song. I'm going to love you, I'm going to love me again is good. It's it's peppy at least. Uh I can't let you throw yourself away. When I fi- when I heard the songs, I went back through and listened to all of them on their own. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of the scene that it was in and in the in the vein of the movie it works because it's the montage of Forky trying to throw himself away and and uh Woody like grabbing him out of the trash or saving them all the time. Oh, that's where yeah. it is in the movie. <clears throat> okay. Like thank it's you, the Paul. best it's it's one of the best bits in the movie. It's really one of yes, the Yes it is. Ones. But I it's not the that, best yeah. song. Okay. Yeah. I went with the song from uh Harriet. For one, I thought the I thought the song was good. I also have a partialness to that style song. Like I love it when you have a court, like a, chor- a choir doing uh backup on the vocals and I felt In the vein of the movie, the song fits perfectly. Like, if you listen to the lyrics of the movie, it fits the movie. Mm -hmm. So that's why I went with it.
1: Makes sense. Ultimately,
2: um, I'm Gonna Love Me Again won the Rewindy. Okay.
1: Yeah, great. Yeah.
2: Because I have have scruples, (laughs) and I could have just put Scott's vote towards what I wanted, but I didn't. This time. Yeah.
4: yeah, we don't know that. We can't see the ballots. Yeah, it's true. He's act, like, I
1: really can't see, them. <laughs> That's really see the That's true. Can't even see his face now.
2: Spoiler alert. The Irishman wins best picture. Twist.
1: Uh, best. <laughs> we're going to do best original score. Joker, Little Women, Marriage Story, 1917, and Star Wars, The Rise of Skywalker. We're all nominated. Joker won best score. Uh, I thought deservedly so. It's an amazing score. Um very otherworldly. Um, and I listened to the soundtracks for all of them. And I thought 1917 has some spectacular music, as does Marriage Story and Little Women. Um, but I don't think they do anything that we really haven't heard Thomas Newman, um, Randy Newman, or uh, who are related to one another, by the way.
2: I would think so. Mm-hmm. They're both last they, name. They are cousins.
1: Um, or um, Alexandre Desplat. I haven't heard them all do before, and then certainly talk and then rise of skywalker i as I love John Williams as do many people, and I love star Wars music more than almost anything, but it really wasn't it wasn't his best and um and the Joker was a was a better score, so Lisa.
4: I gave it to Star Wars after you just said all that. That was my number one. Good job, Lisa. (laughs) I just, I don't know. I feel like he should have gotten it. Um, Maybe even if it was just like a nod, you know, this is your last Star Wars. And so you get the award. I would have been comfortable with that. So that was my number one. And then number two, I think I had Little Women.
3: Little Women has great music.
2: Mm -hmm. It was excellent.
3: Um, (laughs) uh, Scott. Oh, I gave it to Joker all all day long. So it was. I love. I'm also biased because I love cello. Mm. It's it's a it's an instrument that I and do just find. Uh, that is true. Um, not as much anymore, but yes. It's okay, you'll um, cycle back around when you get older. It's okay. <laughs> 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 it's it's every no, other I, decade. I love. <laughs> I I I love the score by itself. Uh, I love the score. Particularly in the movie, uh, I agreed with your thoughts when it came to John Williams and Star Wars. Tim, it's it, like it, it didn't even have something like a duel of the fates from Phantom Menace, or you know, across the star. Like even with the prequel trilogy, and, like every it does, it, like there was a piece that came yeah, out. Yeah, it, it doesn't even have like and, the
1: octo, like the, the Jedi steps piece, or it doesn't really have anything like that. It's really just a, like a compilation of. His light motifs from previous Star Wars films, which is fine because it's all great, right. but it doesn't it doesn't hold weight in comparison to the new, like really the new
3: music that was created for these other films. Right, and then um, Little Women was my number two mm. because I do enjoy Alexander Desplat. I, I I think the I think I first fell in love with him because didn't he do the 2005 Pride and Prejudice with Kira Knightley? Indeed, yeah. I, if it's a period oh, film, they got him. <laughs> Pretty much, I mean, because oh, and I, and this will speak to Tim's heart too. Didn't he also do the uh, Leonardo DiCaprio Man the Iron Mask? Uh, no, he did not actually.
2: No, oh, okay. that was Alexander Dumas. <sighs>
1: no. Oh, don't, sh- that's, don't, Alex, Alex, it. that's Alexander
3: Dumbass. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and in 1917, I'm not saying it was bad music. A, like, but when the movie was over, I couldn't, like, I I, I, I couldn't tell you the music. So that was, my, that was my feelings about 1917. So, yeah, Joker was my number one, and Little Woman was my number two. Good stuff. Palmer.
2: So there's four of us on this episode. Indeed, there is. Two of us had the correct thinking for this category. Me and Scott. Me and Lisa with Star Wars being <laughs> the number one. did you even see Star Wars. No, but I listened to the soundtrack. I, I actually listened to all the soundtracks. You know me. And I hate Star Wars, so to get me to vote for a Star Wars movie has to be really good or be named John Williams. So but I agree with Lisa. It should he should have gotten it. It should have been a nice nod. The poor guy has lost the Oscars more times than anybody in history. Yeah, but he's also won a bunch,
1: question mark.
2: He's won some. He's the most nominated. Oh, okay. I, I see where you're going so I figured I'd help you out there. Thank you.
1: I wasn't I have I wasn't sure how many he's actually yeah. he won.
2: Um I did like so aside from the Rise of the Skywalker, I did really like uh, Marriage Story and Little Women. The the uh, 1917, the music wasn't what the movie It wasn't like a compliment to the movie. It was there when it had to be. I think there are certain pieces
1: that complement the movie very well, but mostly it's Thomas Newman doing his Thomas Newman thing.
2: Yeah.
4: Yeah, it wasn't uh, memorable. Like, I can't, like, if you played it right now, I would not say, oh, yeah, that's 1917. Right.
3: Yeah, and, the only piece that I thought really was that. Oh, by the was way, was Tim, the, to answer your the question, light, uh, um, The Light Show. John Williams won five times. Five yeah. times, okay. Well, and it could have been six. I'm Schindler's just kidding. It should have been six. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Schindler's List, E.T., Star Wars, Jaws, A New Hope, Jaws, and Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, sure.
1: Oh, that makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> He, he orchestrated the music for yeah. film he did um, the broadway Oh man, see Palmer's wheels
2: cuz i'm going to see it thursday no i'm going to be there <laughs> oh you are yeah oh, oh. <laughs>
1: john williams won't be
2: <laughs> uh and then i had joker dead last
1: did you see joker no
2: okay just checking nope uh i drew i drew a line in the sand and there it was it's just never going to got happen. washed away because it was the sand nope okay <laughs> um, so It's powerful I honestly don't know how many times this actually happened Because I wasn't keeping track But as we can tell now The winner of this category Was actually None of our number ones
1: Oh so interesting, interesting. Because
2: me and Lisa had uh, Star Wars you and Scott had 1917 So naturally No, no we, we had Joker t- oh, Fine either way they were both bad <laughs> the winner was obviously Little Women.
1: I'm fine with that yeah. actually. I think little that I th- has a it might have been everybody's
2: number 2 or 3, but it yeah, it was definitely on it was definitely the rankings on this one.
3: It was the average. Was. Yeah. <laughs>
1: totally fine. Okay, uh we're going to go into that. We're going to move into the categories that I know not everybody has seen, so we're going to go a little bit faster here. Yay. Um best animated short film. Sister Memorable Kitbull uh Di Sierra, uh daughter and Hair Love. Hair Love won best um, best short film. I really would have liked it to have been Kit Bull. A Hair Love was my second choice. Kit Bull was the one just the kitten and the dog, and they became friends, and it was it really was cute. The one with the
2: kitten and the pit bull. Yeah, that's the Kit one. Bull. Yeah,
1: Kit Bull. Yeah, it was really cute, and I had I cried a little bit at the end because that's, I'm because a bush. But Hair Love was also pretty great, and I'm happy it was. The other ones were weird and creepy, and I didn't like them. Yeah. No actually that's not true. I really liked memorable. Psst.
4: Uh, memorable was favorite won.
0: was memorable.
1: Oh, so I just yeah. said it's really memorable. So and I said it before it, you. Psst
4: it's me. so yeah. beautiful like such an incredible looking <clears throat> short number 1 and then number 2 the subject matter was just I mean maybe maybe I'm a little bit biased cuz my um husband's uh grandmother she is going through Alzheimer's and you know my grandfather had dementia and I don't know. I just don't feel like we get a lot of uh, from their perspective, you know, usually mm-hmm. it's told yes. from the perspective of the rest of the family. And this is from the painter's perspective. The short that I watched didn't have any subtitles, which at first I was I was like scrambling to find some closed captions that would work. Nothing would work. But I actually didn't even need them because you can just watch it without that. And I highly recommend watching it. I can't imagine that they would ever make a whole movie like that just because of the level of detail that they had to put mm-hmm. into these um It was like part CG, but part stop, you know, motion. Um, And I I think if they had to do a whole movie, that would be too much. But it's just cool what you can do with a short sometimes. So I would have voted for memorable. And then after that, I had hair love. Yeah.
2: (laughs) Um, Lisa was so dedicated to this episode. She couldn't find <laughs> she couldn't find the subtitles for the short, so she went out and learned the language. Excellent.
4: Yeah, I actually know French now, so yeah. Oh wow. Well. <laughs> no, yeah. I don't.
2: You know? <laughs> <laughs> huh? No. But I But I do agree with Lisa. Um memorable Hey, I please. thought the animation was was doing? a little weird. Going out of turn. Well, Scott didn't here? vote for it, so I'm assuming he didn't see any. Oh, okay. Well, at least say that so I don't All right. feel Scott, bad. what do you think?
3: <laughs> I didn't see any of it. Well, you should. Okay, okay. Palmer, okay. I won't, I won't Well, I'll say, honestly, though, speaking to Lisa, I would be very interested to see Memorable because Alzheimer's does run in my family. Mm-hmm. So I've probably got that to look forward to. So I, <laughs> I, bleak, I'm good. intrigued. Mm-hmm.
2: So, I mean, Memorable... I liked the animation style and um, sister and daughter. I I definitely didn't like the animation style and daughter. I didn't even really like the camera movement. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little too. It was a little too herky jerky for me. Technical terms. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> that being said, I absolutely loved hair love.
4: Yeah. Like it was, really
2: it, was it was it was so cute the animation was you know the animation was really good the story was really cute about a you know you about the father just helping the daughter try to do her unmanageable hair after a youtube video and then you get the you kind of get the emotional Results. punch at the end mm-hmm. um but even before that i just thought it was a really cute little short and kitbull I mean, it's okay. I I don't. I'm not a dog person. Sure, I'm a cat person. If it was like, well, cat, there's cat, a cat in it, right? But if it was just all cats, <laughs> then maybe. We had but that. That's why you it like cats so much. great. <laughs> yeah. Um, uh, there was also some weird choices with the animation on cat on cat bowl that on cats like, there sure was. Yep. <laughs> yeah. Um, so <laughs> I ultimately weird landed on hair love, and the rewindy went to hair love. Hair love.
1: Cool. Oh, okay. Go yeah. Team. Uh, Best live action short film, The Neighbor's Window, Brotherhood, Nefta Football Club, Soraya and a Sister... Good I've been waiting for this category uh, the um, Oscar Same. went to the neighbor's window yes uh, which Lisa and I talked about and we thought was weird and uncomfortable
2: and... all right I want to know what <laughs> you have it. what was your issue with this movie Lisa because it was dead last on your on your ballot
4: Be- okay I just didn't like the message I you know I understand that they were trying to create this idea that like oh they were frustrated with their family and then they see this young hot couple across the street having sex and having parties and all that and that's appealing but then one of them gets cancer and then he dies allegedly and then they we don't know you find out at the end that you know they were watching them the whole time they Even were, they were frustrated the with all their kids but that was the life they wanted he didn't get to have and I was like so the message is you're very jealous of people in their 20s but don't worry they might die like and that's the only scenario where you more, wouldn't be I jealous think, of them is if they Get sick and die. I think it's
1: more. Like I just appreciate I, <laughs> what you have in front of you. Right, the grass guess, is not always greener on the other the grass, side. Um, the grass is not always greener in the apartment complex across right. the way. So but it has
4: to be that bleak for them to see that. I don't yes, know. It just so to short, me, it doesn't though, paint a very rosy picture of having children so like, now, or being uh, married. Well, I mean,
2: <laughs> nothing should ever have that picture. But <laughs> like just <laughs> just watching Scott's Twitter, sometimes it's like that. Scott 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 What Scott loves what, what, his
0: children. what what about my Twitter? <laughs>
2: <laughs> Scott's back my on board. My kids are super cute. I went through an entire summer of watching you quote all along the watchtower.
3: I was building a play set in my backyard for building. my kid. And it took oh, you
2: the entire summer. I like was building a it watchtower. It took 10
3: days. It took 10 days because that's how many <laughs> lines there are in the core in that in that verse of all along the watchtower. It <laughs> Dad, perfectly timed, Daddy.
2: Out. Is our play, play, is our play stuff done yet? No, there's still three more lines in the song. We're not done with the song yet. Um, um, anyway, so all right. So you think it's you thought that it was creepy. Do you think the same way of Rear Window?
4: No, because Rear Window is a good movie and it's Alfred Hitchcock.
2: It's also well, a, It's also a thriller. It's
1: not like a. What yeah. have you learned about your life, Jimmy Stewart? I mean, Stewart? this could be a. Thriller.
4: Don't worry. That other life is crappier. Yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: Which it was. He doesn't have kids in yeah. that movie either.
2: I I actually really <laughs> love The Neighbor's Window um, because of that. For all the reasons you disliked it, is I think the reasons <laughs> that I liked it because, like, I just was I was gobsmacked by like this couple spending good chunks of their life with with binoculars <laughs> looking in on their neighbors across the street and their neighbors never noticing and then finding <laughs> out the neighbors were also doing the same thing I thought was hilarious but I also liked how it gave them a connection so so when the end for for their her husband comes she she seems to at least be able to have some sort of emotional support from the stranger who she kind of knows from watching through the window but has never met like they they have emotional support in each other even though this is the first time meeting um and if you hate people as much as i do and yet <laughs> still love firm. people watching he hates people this movie is for you
4: mm, no brotherhood was robbed that should have won
2: well then you're really not going to like the winner of the rewindy because it went to Nefta Football
1: Club.
4: <laughs> I did. That was my second. I uh, thought that was yeah. a really
1: it fun was, short, yeah. too. Yeah, Nefta was, Nefta was cute. It was the that only was one cute. that we didn't want to die afterwards,
2: really. Right. I didn't want to die after the neighbor's window. I wanted to start peering in on my neighbors. Yeah, I I, wasn't,
1: <laughs> I honestly wasn't thrilled with all of the short films this year. I, I've i been watching the Oscar short films for years now, and like I used to go to the theater to see them. Until and then you realize closed. you could just watch them online. No, the theater closed. It was kind of an experience. It was fun because they would show all the animated ones and they show all the live action ones. It was it was that great. Sounds cool. Yeah, it was it was fun. The theater was really small. It was like all couches AMC and old seats it. and yeah. But this one was like an art. It was like an art house food theater. Mm. Um, and it was it was real fun. And uh, but anyway, it, it closed. But this is the first year that I um, this was the first year that I really wasn't enamored with any of them. I was kind of like, yeah, they're all good. They're fine. They're good. They're they're well made and in their own. But I, for some reason, I I couldn't connect with anything. So it honestly didn't really matter to me which one took home the prize. Yeah. But anyway, you said it wasn't after Football Club. It was right on. So we're gonna move on. Um, I don't know if you guys. I don't know. About... This is gonna be the
2: easiest category ever. Great, best documentary short yep. subject. Go, Lisa.
4: Uh oh! You're not gonna say what one?
2: Oh, uh, oh yeah, the winner me, no, was no, no, let me
1: let me say all right, let me ahead. say what walk, run, cha-cha, Saint Louis, Superman, Life overtakes me in the absence, and learning to skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, which took home Best Picture, best short subject documentary. Okay, now Lisa, okay. go.
4: I watched quite a few of these. I didn't get to watch all of them, but of the ones I watched, I liked Walk, Run, Cha-cha, and I didn't expect to when I fired it up. But it is a deeply moving story about a couple that lived, you know, in Vietnam during a time when, you know, they weren't allowed to dance, but they both happened to like ballroom dancing and they would like dance in secret. And then they had to flee uh, the the guy that eventually is the husband. He flees with his family um, and he can't take his girlfriend with him. So they're separated for six years. And then they get back together. And now all these years later in like their 50s and 60s or whatever, they're still dancing. And it's really sweet. And I don't know. I had like happy tears when I watched that. It was very moving and shot really well. And they have this little dance number at the end. And it's so precious. I don't know. That was, to me, I had the biggest connection with that one. I felt like it was a very strong narrative and straightforward. I saw some of the other ones but that one was the best one to me
1: okay that's it uh scott did you see anything no
3: i never see the (laughs) Uh, document i I, I never see the documentaries
2: (laughs) the rewindy for best documentary short goes to walk run cha-cha as lisa was the only one to see them all uh but that being (laughs) said i do want to see walk walk, run cha-cha um and i do want to see life
4: overtakes me looks good too (laughs) On Netflix.
2: Um, I also do want to see learning to skateboard in a, a skateboard in a war zone. If you're a girl, um, mm-hmm. I thought that was one of the better acceptance speeches of the night. Yeah. The 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 lady who taught was really emotional about it, um, to the point where she was physically shaking. Which,
4: and she also mentioned she that artists. she's been working on documentaries for four decades and hasn't really oh, yeah. made yeah. that next leap, which I think speaks to a, a larger issue. Yeah. <laughs> that, yeah that happens was, to female uh, that was directors. Excellent. But, yeah,
2: and that was then awesome her co director or her partner. Um, that yeah, was I don't also, know what was. Yeah, that was who know. was also up there. <laughs> One, her face was shiny. <laughs> like, no, she, it was. It was very shiny. Um, but. Like, she was also in, like, one of the best dresses of the night. So, like, th- like those two sold me on w- watching this movie, so I have to tr- kind of track it down.
1: Good stuff. <laughs> We're moving. We are moving on because uh, we still have, have quite a number of categories left. So, Best Documentary Feature, Honeyland, Forsama, The Edge of Democracy, The Cave, and American Factory, which took home the Best Documentary Feature.
2: If I remember correctly, this was the... Uh... The happiest group of nominees, right? Yes, sure. Yeah, yes, absolutely.
1: Did anybody watch documentaries? Uh, l- me and Lisa did. Great.
2: Um, Guy had Lisa. Lisa, go first.
4: Uh, I watched For Sama, so I think that's the only one I watched when I'm looking at this list. I still rank them because I watched like the uh, trailers for all of them, but yeah. For Sama is insane. I-, I don't think I've ever seen a documentary like that before because it's told from the perspective of the mother and she's talking to her daughter and she took all this footage of when she was working in these hospitals uh in Syria and it is just an incredible story there's oh my gosh there's so many insane moments in that documentary it's I, I don't know I, I can't even like <laughs> I don't want to take up too much time to talk about it but I really think you should see it it is really beautiful um and yeah, it's just it, it's crazy that she lived through that experience and that she had all that footage, and that it was put together so perfectly into a film. It's just wow! Like if you told me that it wasn't really a documentary and it's just a movie, I would believe you, because uh, it's just such an incredible story. But I I highly recommend it.
2: Hmm. I'll definitely I'll definitely put it on my list to watch. I watched a f- I watched a couple of these straight through, and then I've watched Bits and Pieces. The only one I didn't get to was Forsama. Uh Honeyland was okay.
4: I wanted to see that, but yeah, <sighs> I, I ran out of time.
2: Yeah, it was okay, and I never I never finished it. I watched about half of it. Mm. It just, it wasn't my cup of tea. I just wasn't interested in the subject matter. Maybe you didn't have enough money yeah. in it. Probably. <laughs> um, Edge of Democracy. Oh, no <laughs> Edge of Democracy was... was Pretty well done, the cave was one that I saw the least amount of um, the I really, really enjoyed American Factory, which is Ooh, available on it. it's available on Netflix okay. and um, it gave me mixed feelings like I know what, so when I saw them when I saw them accept the award, and they kind of talked about they talked about like the workers of the world uniting like that was what their goal was for this for this documentary mm-hmm. I didn't feel that watching the documentary I felt they kind of took a very um a very even line with the subject matter of the unions versus versus the chinese company not wanting the union which i guess is a good thing for a documentary filmmaker like they seem
4: more unbiased, I guess. Right. They were.
2: I, I felt this. I felt the movie itself was very unbiased and it kind of led you to to give you your own thing.
4: Mm. Yeah, that's pretty rare. In a and,
2: and I like I walked out of there. I walked out of watching the movie and I'm like, you know, what I what I would have thought I was going to think going into it about unions of that. I felt different than when I walked out. Mm hmm. So it's definitely an interesting movie, and if you ever watch it, let me know so that way we can actually have a discussion about it because yeah. I would be interested in your thoughts. Um, oh,
4: one last thing about For Sama I forgot to say. Serious trigger warning, though. It is really graphic and violent because and, you're at a hospital and you're seeing a lot of people that are dead, including children, and it is really rough. So if ahead. you do want to watch it, it's a good story. Um, and it's a great documentary, but it is, it was, I had to look away sometimes. So I do want to say that just in case anybody watches it, they should know that going in because I did not. So it was a surprise.
3: And, and Palmer, I appreciate your thoughts on American factory because it's, it's nice to know that the film itself, at least in, in, in your viewing felt objective because I will admit you quoting Karl Marx in your acceptance speech is kind of turning me off, so it's kind of nice to know if it's on Netflix, I might actually give it a shot, yeah. despite despite the the filmmaker's choice.
2: Yeah. And it'll be interesting, like, if you watch it and you come out saying, well, I thought it was completely biased, it'll be weird to see, like, where I didn't make that disconnect and if it was just, like, when I kind of made up my mind in the movie, if I just kind of turned a blind eye to what they were trying to do. So that, but I honestly don't think I did. Um, that being said, uh, Forsama was the rewindy.
1: Okay. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> Wonderful. Okay, we, are, we have 10 categories left. Um, and oh so we'll see what happens. Let's do Best Animated Feature Film um, Missing Link, Klaus, I Lost My Body, uh, How right to there. Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World. And Toy Story 4, which took home Best Animated Feature Film. I vehemently disagree with Toy Story 4 taking home Best Animated Film. I thought it was just okay.
2: You had it at number two.
1: Mm, highest to lowest. Um, <laughs> I had an old Yeah, I um, I thought it was just okay. I mean, I, I kind of enjoyed it when I watched it, but like the whole movie was just woody. And that, like... And that kind of bothered me from a, like the gangs all here kind of toy story wrap up party where the last one really did wrap up their story. And this one was like, Oh, by the way, but also PS Woody. And so I didn't really care for that. The, the film itself actually does some really interesting things with like the camera and lenses and the way that they shot the toys. Because like when you're watching an animated film, you could do whatever you want because they're animated. Um, and so, but they purposely used, like, to get, like, really technical into cinema, they used some particular lenses that you don't see in animation, um, and so they really went for, like, lenses for story point progression and things like that in cinematography as opposed to, like, this just looks pretty or the camera moved like this or something like that. So I, I could, like, see why that would edge out these other films but uh, as uh, as the winner, but... Besides that, I wasn't really enamored with this win. Lisa?
4: Um, I chose Toy Story 4 even though I didn't watch it because I figured it would win. Lisa! But, <laughs> I'm sorry. I tapped out after number two. I really just... I feel like there's nothing more for me to explore. And I've heard all the really good reviews. I just... I don't think I'm as connected to those characters, to that gang, as everybody else is. So I just didn't see it. Um, Which My is fine. true number one would have been Klaus because I thought that one was really interesting and different. And I'm always there for an animation that's a little, you know, different from everything Mm. else. And I feel like there's not enough diversity when it comes to different animation styles. So, and it was a great story. So that, that, that would be my true number two, but I put number one for Toy Story because I just, it's
2: like. Because Disney got to you.
4: Yeah. 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 They got to me.
2: I thought you were better than (laughs) that, Lisa. Sorry, I' going to lose sleep over this. I really am.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of losing <laughs> sleep, let's continue. Scott.: um, I, I didn't vote for any of them Great, uh, simply on. because oh, I, well, no, Scott hold on. Scott, <laughs> Scott <laughs> was right After Lion King, he was like, "I'm done. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I quit.: No, the thing is is that I only saw two of the five nominees. Um, I, Tim, I have very similar thoughts to you in Toy Story 4. I thought Toy Story 3 was a brilliant, marvelous, emotional ending, and I felt like it should have stopped right there. Um, And How to Train Your Dragon, The Hidden World, um, I liked number two better when (gasps) it it came to the – I did. When it came to the dragon movies, Klaus was the – I I never even heard of I Lost My Body. Missing Link, the trailers didn't intrigue me at all. Klaus was the one that I tried to watch over Christmas break because it was on Netflix. And it was Christmas. But it – And it was (laughs) well, it was Christmas, right? It was Christmas, but it was one of those that I could never get the kids interested in watching it. And Christmas is just a crazy time, anyway. That when we're all home, it's you know the kids, you know, you watch what the kids want to watch. And so I, I'm with Lisa, and that Klaus looked really interesting, and I wanted to watch it. I just never got to it. So I'm, I'm Tim. I feel like I'm the closest to you as far as your your expressed thoughts about this category.
2: So, I Lost My Body. Very weird. No, it's right there. I thought the animation was good. And I had asked Lisa this, and she never really gave me an answer. Like, when you think yeah, of this... Yeah, I was this, real vague. You really were. <laughs> like, when you think of this category, what would you actually give more weight to? The movie? Story components? Or the animation. Like if you could only choose one to be really good and the other be bad, what, what would you vote for in this, movie, in this category? That's,
4: I mean, I think the animation should complement the story. Even though that's what the genre is, it should fit it. So I, I feel like they, it has to be both of them. I, I can't bend on that. Yeah. Because
2: <laughs> I, liked, I, I liked two of the movies. For story, acting, mm-hmm. and, and other stuff. I liked four of the animations. The The worst one was, was Toy Story 4 for me. I have a long feud with Pixar. It is very well documented. They don't oh. know about it. Huh? They don't know about <laughs> it. They do. <laughs> Trust me, it's they private. do. Yeah. <laughs> Trust me, they know. Um, I lost my body. The... The story was weird, so I didn't vote it as high. But I did really kind of dig the animation because it looked like a very it looked like a painting most of the time. Mm. Um, How to Train Your Dragon? Never saw any of them. Saw this one, oh. liked it. I thought the colors were amazing. Oh yeah, you should see the other two if you like this one. Yeah, yeah, they're good. They
3: are really good. They're yeah. really good. My kid, my kids love. Oh yeah, kids
4: love so. this.
2: Missing Link. I agree. Like watching the previews wasn't really wasn't really that into it. It's yeah. actually a decently enjoyable movie, and I like claymation. Uh, yeah, I like the stop motion animation. That yeah. was really good. Uh, ultimately, I really like Klaus. Klaus is traditional hand drawn animation with some different kind of um, filming techniques. Mm-hmm. So that was the one that I ultimately went with. I thought the story was cute, and I love hand-drawn animation. That's how I decided, and that's ultimately what took home the Rewindy. Klaus did. Klaus took oh, it home, that's which fine. is really good.
3: That's great. Go good, um, good. Uh, Palmer, can I can I throw in my two cents? Because sure. you only asked Lisa, but I'd like to share my <laughs> opinion about that. Yeah, I would as well. Um, yeah. uh, well, and I think it's a really good question for you to ask. But I will say, if I ha- if I if I can't be diplomatic like Lisa and like give a non answer. I I see what
2: you she she, did there. She's good at
3: that.
4: Yeah. Well, yeah. I, I just it's got to be both and animation is a big deal to me. So I think that's part of it. For me it's I, like no, no it's no, no, be I
3: agree. both. Those things. Like it ultimately I I, want I, to be I agree. Both. Uh but I think ultimately for me it is like if 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 you gun to my head, I have to pick one over the other, I'm going to say story, yeah. character's acting okay. because animation Animation can be subjective. I, I, I feel like animation can be more subjective than good plot and good Because it's art. Right. Yeah, right. yeah like, like Missing
4: I... Link is that Kubo and Two Strings
2: Right, studio. which I really like. Uh, so that, it looks stu- really yeah. nice. Like, uh, studios, yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. like if I was going strictly on the animation, I'd probably give it to I Lost My Body with Missing Link being the runner-up. Mm-hmm. And that's nothing to say for Klaus. I thought Klaus was great, but I think Klaus was a bl- was both the best story and the best animation, at least yeah. as far as like meeting in the middle f- mm. to make the movie.
1: Yeah, I, I, I mean, I'm w- I'm with Scott and Lisa in that I think that animation and story. Like, if you're dividing the two, they really shouldn't be divided because anim- when you say when we say animation, we don't really just mean like the style of animation, but it really amounts to what you think of the production design, the cinematography, the the editing, like the right. color grading. Those are all the things that are like encapsulated within animation in a particular style within the film and then there is the narrative and the acting and everything like that right
2: and to be honest the reason I ask that is because this isn't like this is the best animated feature so we've seen in years past although I only count it once that a animated movie transcended and got into best picture no we've seen it three times I said we've seen it three times I only count once Beauty and the Beast. Beauty and the Beast. Yeah, I felt the other two were very. I I felt the other two were very uh, political, as far as like the behind the scenes politicking of getting it into the Best Picture category. Mm,
4: Yeah.
2: What were the other two? Uh, Toy Story three and Up and Up. Okay. Yeah. And one of them was solely because it was like the first year they went to ten films. Up. And it was like, well. Up because we need a tenth film, and then Toy Story three That'd be was so just so good though. Oh, I'm glad you think that. Anyway, <laughs> let's continue. <laughs> yeah, Could
3: that be more condescending, Lisa. I'm just can you, can you can you reach across the microphone and slap them from Texas? <laughs>
4: I'll accept it.
1: <laughs> okay, we're moving on. Um, I'm gonna go. Nah, I'm not gonna go out of order. Oh well. Best international feature film, Pain and Glory, Le Miserables, Honeyland, Corpus Christi, and Parasite. Parasite won Best Feature Film, along with a few others. So I'm actually going to say, I'm actually going to say here, um, I don't want to talk about Parasite until we get to the Best Picture, because one Best Picture, it's, you know, if people right. listen to this obviously they listen, they saw the Oscars, or at least know who won. So <laughs> it did. Um, so I think we should hold off our conversation about Parasite until we go through all of the other categories. Um, just because we're going to get stuck in a loop of talking about Parasite a couple of times. Um, (laughs) But um, three of us out of four saw it. Parasite won, I would assume, the Rewindy. I mean, yeah, but
2: I also... Did you see any of the other... I didn't see any of the other ones, no. I didn't. Uh, I mean, I I saw. I saw some of Honeyland and some of Pain and Glory. Um, So we'll say that it won uh, Best Foreign Film Based best on the fact that it's the only one we saw. It's best international feature yep. I'm sorry. It's funny because the ballot that we all voted on still has it listed as foreign language. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's international. Which I like that change, actually. I do. Actually. Yeah. 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 Foreign language has a negative connotation because people in America don't typically like to read their movies. Yes, you said that about going to see Parasite, as I recall. Right. When After wrote, I had already seen Parasite. Even though you great. lied
1: to us and said that you hadn't seen it.
2: Look, it's not my fault you don't remember me texting you while I was watching the movie. So, but then why would you lie about it? Because I proved that you never listened to me. No. No. Fun Continue. fact, Palmer
1: was supposed to record from home tonight and showed up at my house. That never happened. Yeah, I, don't you don't I don't know what you're talking about.
2: We don't record this anyway. via internet
1: (laughs) best adapted screenplay jojo rabbit the irishman joker little women and the two popes jojo rabbit one best adapted screenplay i honestly thought it was going to be little women um based on one how spectacular it is but also the kind of the political climate surrounding the oscars in america right now i was a little shocked that it was jojo rabbit but i i enjoy that it was jojo because i quite liked that film um but I really thought it was going to go. I really thought it was going to be Little Women, Lisa.
4: Yeah, let me. I'm looking for my little ballot. Unless one of you guys can say it for you me quickly. Little if Women. I can. Yeah. Okay, thank you. Oh yeah, I see it here. Um, I did pick Little Women. I think I just assumed that because. You know, we all know that's a book, and I've read the book, <laughs> uh, whereas— We all know that that jo- is actually
1: adapted. Yeah, Jojo Rabbit <laughs> yeah, maybe wasn't but, adapted from anything. Maybe they were lying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> but in Jojo Rabbit, I should have known that. Well, I, I did have it as my number two because I, I saw in, like, the behind-the-scenes when we talked about it in our episode uh, on my show that uh, it was a book based on a book that his mother recommended to him, right, that Cage Taika Waititi's skies. mother recommended.
1: Yeah. Um, and Which was so, his acceptance speech, too.
4: Oh, yeah, that's right. Yeah, he loves his mom. You know, his mom was the inspiration for uh, his character in uh, What We Do in the Shadows as well. So he, oh, yeah. he his loves his mom. His mom's a
2: vampire? Yep.
4: Yeah. Fun Twist. fact. Okay. Uh But, yeah, I, I thought, you know, I was I was fine with it. I, I understand what you're saying about the uh, political climate. But I do want to stress that, you know, no one's saying any of these movies are bad that are being nominated. They're all great Oh, movies, I will. You know, I just think... I think in general, people feel that there should be more seats at the table, so to speak. But as far as judging uh, a bit, just based off the movies that were given, I was fine with Jojo rabbit winning. I think that's really cool. Um, it was a great movie and it's, it's nice to see Taika Waititi take home that Oscar. So I was yeah. cool with it.
3: I agree with all of that. Uh, Scott. Um, I, you know, I like, I mean, I I might have the unpopular opinion here, but I loved Joker. Uh, I really enjoyed that movie. It was one of my favorite movies of the year. So that got my number one. But Little Women did get my number two, even though I have not read the book. I did know that the book happens in a linear uh, chronological order. And what Greta Gerwig did with cutting up events in the book so and finding parallels between the past and the in the in the quote present mm-hmm. and then matching those up throughout the film with this being my first experience with little women i thought was uh, incredible and made someone who had never read the book before make me want to go and read the book and so I was too I've never seen Jojo Rabbit, nor has the trailer ever inspired me. Like I've seen the trailer, good and job, Scott. It, I've been told, <laughs> uh, I've been, I've been told by people of, who listen to my podcast saying, "Hey, Scott, felt the same way about the trailer when I saw it. Go check out the movie." But still, n- nothing inspires me to go see it. Yeah, I, and it, it and it might be one that I'll see someday, but I'm not. My pants aren't on fire to go see it right now. So. You know, that's kind of where I fell on this category. The trailer kind of sells Jojo
1: as a, like a Wes Anderson absurdist comedy. And that's not really what it is. Right. Um, Totally
4: agree. It's not really a comedy. I mean, maybe a third of it is, but yeah, yeah, you're right.
1: Yeah. So it's also not for everybody.
2: Scott, I felt the same way uh, with the trailer for Jojo Rabbit. And then I saw the movie. And I still feel that way. Uh, full disclosure, Palmer hates Taika Um I believe... <laughs> well, here's the thing, and is I do. Is this because I, of I, Thor Ragnarok? I absolutely like, you have to love despise that movie. Thor Ragnarok. Like, I agree with Palmer. I, like, I, agree with when Palmer I wish he never when I made that movie sometimes. Because it's I so different from When I eventually end up films. in hell after my life is over, I know I'm going there, it's fine, I know that his movies will be playing on a loop.
4: That's crazy talk. I mean, so, it's fine not to like that movie, but, but his other films are so different from that. Like, I, I just almost wish, for all comic book lovers' sake, that didn't like that movie, I could just erase it from their memory banks because that's—I don't know—that's just so, one of his movies, and okay, it's so, so
2: different gonna, from his other
4: films. We're going to talk but about I'll let Jojo it go. Rabbit. I'll let that's go. the one
2: that won. <laughs> that that what, thats the one that won best adapted screenplay. Here's my issue yeah. with Jojo Rabbit. Oh dear. Uh, and it's not no. It's not. It's not horrible. <laughs> I believe that there's a way to make what this movie was supposed to be good. And I believe that that takes deafness, a deafness and a subtlety. And I believe that, that Watiki has all of the subtlety of an asteroid plowing into a planet. I, the I The whole beginning that. of... I, of the German version of "I Want to Hold Your Hand" by the Beatles, with him as Adolf Hitler dancing in the streets. Mel Brooks, Mel Brooks used to do, used to do bits about the Nazis and Germans. That's right. He said and, the only
1: two things he wouldn't make fun of are the Holocaust and dead children. Right. Everything but else. But he would
2: make gay. fun of Adolf Hitler. Mm-hmm. And he he's very proud of that. Like, he's very proud that he was able to make fun of Adolf Hitler being a Jewish person. Mm-hmm. It's one of his top things. He does it...
4: Right, T.D. is also Jewish. And,
2: right. and Mel I'm not Brooks saying...
4: loved this movie. Okay. Just That's and That's
2: fine. <laughs> but... I'm going to be the dissenting I, voice. I yeah, will say that Mel Brooks, I think, does it right. And... Kind of tying into the political climate, this movie goes so over the top that, if anything, the Nazis in this are so absurdist that you don't even think they're real people and how much of an evil presence they were.
4: But that's because it's from the perspective of a child.
2: That's right. Yeah.
1: So
4: it's not really a true realistic version of Nazis. You're looking at what does war look like to a kid. And his journey, his arc is going from the way he views them to how they actually are at the end. And there's, I don't want to say because there's like a really big traumatic event that happens towards the end of the movie, but that's his turning point as a character. And that's when things like take a a much more serious turn. So I thought it was like really smart of YTD to open with comedy and lightness and you're seeing it from this kid's point of view and then it slowly changes as reality sets in.
1: Yeah, and on top of yeah. that, I would add that because you talked about Mel Brooks and making fun of Hitler and everything like that. You, you talked about um, subtlety and deafness and all these things. I would argue that springtime for Hitler is none of those things. Um, <laughs> That's a good so point. I, like, I mean,
2: Mel Brooks is, is not it is subtle. It's <laughs> a full absurdist. I think it's more grounded than the Nazis being like, the Jewish people have gills and fins. But
4: they said but stuff like the, that those
2: are actually some of the
1: lies that they used to s- spread to, like to kids and so, so it's like it's actually like researched now I mean, it's kind
4: of like about propaganda and how it fuels hate right and you and know
1: how people will believe anything even if it's absurd because they want to hate something anyway I,
2: I think in the current in the current climate there's a way to do this movie and i just don't think he did it correctly
4: and that's fine i mean it is subjective like uh, you can, if you don't like it, I totally get it. Yeah. And hey, anytime you make a movie that has anything to do with Nazis, come on. It's going to be controversial. Right. And I'm here for that. I I wonder how we'll look at this movie five years from now. Like, will I be eating my words and deleting my episode? I don't know. <laughs> so, it'll, yeah. You know, I mean, it'll be, I, I it'll be
2: interesting. It'll um, come back to haunt you. So, <laughs> I know, we I'll talked about this with no. the in our top 10 thing with Little Women. I liked Little Women. I don't think the story was. I like I don't get the whole being enamored with the story, but I think it was Gosh. adapted well. <laughs> yeah. Well no no no. I'm not saying it's a bad story. I like I like the movie, I like the story, you, I don't get why it's you don't a connect classic with a story. I don't get why it's a classic. But I understand there there's oh, yeah. a lot of people who do and great. I wish I connected with the movie a little bit more because of that. But yeah, that's ultimately I did vote for it for best adapted screenplay because out of the ones here I thought the story was the best adapted, and it got the Rewindy. Little Women got the Rewindy. Yep. Sweet deal. Moving on, best
1: original Sweet. screenplay. Um, Knives Out, Marriage Story, 1917, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Parasite, Parasite won for best original screenplay. Uh, this one was tough for me because narratives are quite near and dear to my heart, and I thought all of these really, really some of the strongest original screenplays in some time and uh but i think parasite rightly deserves its rightly deserves its award um though i might have given it to they give it a marriage story
2: uh you make bad choices sometimes so maybe yeah (laughs) nope no i gave it to parasite yep yep because it deserved it yay i was right um
1: and so uh lisa what do you think
4: I also chose Parasite. I've seen all of uh, this director's films and they vary in terms of tone and subject matter, but this one... I mean, I did not see any of it coming. (laughs) It's impossible to predict this movie, and that's hard to do. It's hard to go into a movie not knowing what it's about and to be that satisfied. Mm -hmm. Um, So it is my number one, and then my number two is Marriage Story, because I went in wanting to hate Marriage Story. I avoided watching it. I'm like, I'm in a happy marriage. I don't want to see a crappy marriage. My parents got divorced. I don't want to see this. I saw it, and it was the most optimistic view I thought of a divorce i've ever seen Mm -hmm. and i thought that um i was worried about the way that it was going to go and then it didn't go that way at all it was very i felt good at there's points of in the movie where you're not on either character's side necessarily like your viewpoint shifts and i think that that's really clever in the way that it's written and it's also very fair to both of them and at the end it, for me, it ended on a yeah you know, somewhat of a heartbreaking ending, but also a very optimistic one. And I don't know, I just thought it was very mature in, in terms of dealing with that subject matter in a way that a lot of films about divorce um, are not. And I think there's a temptation for a lot of writers when they're writing about their own experience to really color it in terms of like, you know, making himself the good guy and herself the bad guy. That's not the movie that we got. And so, yeah, I just, I thought it was very well, you know, the performances were great, but I thought the script was really tight. I really liked it.
1: Yeah. I'm a hundred percent with you on that. Excellent. Um, excellent breakdown of marriage story. Thank you, uh, Scott.
3: Um, disclosure. I saw three of the five of these movies Get out. Uh, <laughs> at the time, at the time that I voted. And then, cause I, I saw once upon a time in Hollywood, which was my number one. And I also saw Knives Out in 1917. As has been well documented, I've not seen Parasite yet. Uh, But last (laughs) night, while the uh, while after my wife and I got sick and tired of the antenna cutting out during the Oscars, we did turn on Marriage Story, made it about 47 minutes in, and then stopped. Good job. Because we just I mean, I will finish it. My wife will not. Um, You know, it's kind of interesting how Lisa was saying you you kind of go back and forth, and and my wife and I were like, no, we hate both these people and we don't care and
4: (laughs) no i think that i think it redeems them in the end but it it does depend on how you view that
3: entire situation like you know i get that right and and my wife and i and my wife and i had some very strong opinions about how we view that and and where the where what we saw of the movie was going but once again i will finish it my wife has no my wife was like nope i'm out nope i don't need to finish (laughs) this i'm good and so I gave it to Once Upon a Time in Hollywood just because the dialogue was—I mean, it's Tarantino, and, you know, I enjoyed Tarantino. And that was who my number one was, like I said, just because of the five. I i hadn't seen Parasite, so, you know, I could only vote by what I'd seen. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
4: You get it.
2: I don't—I I was never not on Scarlett Johansson's side in Marriage Story.
4: I could see that. I like, mean— like, yeah.
2: straight from beginning to end, I just thought Adam Driver was the worst, um, possibly the worst husband I've ever seen. Um, He's a
4: little controlling, but he was a director, so. <laughs> Maybe wow. that's where some of that comes from. <laughs> there goes
2: all of our listeners who are directors. No, <laughs>
4: <laughs> Whatever. They'll be fine. I... <laughs> um,
2: that being said, uh, Knives Out, which I totally intended to absolutely hate because I, I really don't like Rainn Wilson. It was fine. It was good. Wilson? You mean Rain jo- Ryan Johnson? Yeah, I was Whatever. like, you His don't like Ryan. I Wilson, also don't like Ryan Wilson, so <laughs> <What>? it's fine. <laughs> um, so Ray I feel like, like the movie the no has reason. good moments, <laughs> but overall is not good. Overall, it's not great. Talk about and I don't think Out? It's, so huh? You talk about Knives Out? Yeah. Okay. Um, it's fine. It's okay. I didn't hate it, which I guess is a really good compliment. It is for you? That's, yeah. Yeah.
1: If you didn't hate it, it's fine. It's like you might as well give that thing like a cold star. Yeah. 1917, <laughs> I
2: think 1917. I honestly don't know why it gets nominated. And I'm not saying the story is bad. It's very it's very OK. I think the entire thing of 1917 is its technical achievements. Give it all of the technical awards. I don't really think there's a lot of story there that hasn't been done before
1: yeah i mean technically all stories basically ask the same question you know right you know, no, I, I know lot, i know so but i i generally and in, in a lot of ways agree that there because there is not tons of story but i think it's emo- i've saw i saw it twice actually and it's emotionally resonant um yeah and i think that's it kind of like it's not just like i mean and the fact people, that it's so personal yeah for sam and as too you become invested in the journey, and it's personal for Sam Mendes. Yeah,
2: I never, yeah. I never got to that point in mm-hmm. this movie. Um,
3: but, but I want to throw in some thoughts too. Yeah, in that, I, I think a lot of times with original screenplay, I'm going to be honest that a lot of times when it comes to judging this category, it, maybe not story as much because if you go by the old adage that every story's been, t- no, every story's been done. A lot of it then comes down to me as, yeah, you got plot structure, but I also put a lot of weight in dialogue.
4: Yeah, like, I, I think that's fair.
0: Yeah, okay.
3: And, and and I think that's why, of the three of the five that I saw, that's why I, I landed on Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. You know, it's Tarantino. Also... <laughs>
4: it's all dialogue. Yeah,
3: exactly. <laughs> I, I know. I, once again, but once again, it. it it's playing to my proclivities. Right, right. So... No, yeah, I'm agreeing with you. That's... And, well, I know, and that's why I brought that up, was because I feel like there's story, and then there's dialogue, and I feel like, you know, when you read a screenplay, I mean, most of what a script is going to be is the dialogue, and so that's why I kind of, I lean heavy on that when it comes to a screenplay award. Yeah, you know,
1: to, to go off of that, uh, so a friend of mine, we were talking about the this original screenplay... Uh, award earlier today, and he had said it was interesting that Parasite won because he's like I assume those members of the Academy that voted do not speak Korean, and so they're actually based. So they're like so they're basing the screenplay their uh, choices our awards. Even we did the same thing on the translation of the original screenplay, and so which in old, in some ways could differ from its original content, and so. Um, we are kind of like giving the award to its. We're giving the award to its translation to its second version of itself. That we as American audiences. Witnessed. So you're saying
2: it should have been nominated for adapted screenplay. So no,
1: well, I mean, it's it's, <laughs> it's so much that like we're we're not getting it in its quote like original form. Right. We're getting it in its. I second would agree form.
4: with you if it wasn't a movie. If it was like a translated book. But because there is that visual aspect to it,
1: which is I, I don't not, know, I kind of disagree. Real, which is not really part of the, which is not really part of the screenplay in a way that would be like it saying depends like on the, the screenplay. Narr- like the, like it's like saying like the yeah, narrative I think rests the heavily are on the pretty cinematography, big part
0: of it.
2: which is you know yeah. like it's
1: part of it. But it's I not mean, it
2: depends it. on the screenplay. Where okay. this was the director yeah. writing it, he could have he could have had all of those things built into the screenplay, and he did. Like you from have, what I've seen behind right, the like scenes, right? Like you have. Yeah. Stuff like that built into the screenplay, just like you would a stage play.
3: Sure. Well, you, I, mm-hmm. Yeah, but do you think that? But I would argue. But I would also argue if the award is for the screenplay, then I would say you know because I mean that would mean screenwriters are the ones you know voting for the category. Right. I I would also argue that if if the award is for the screenplay, then you should the criteria, which I don't know what their criteria are. I would assume that the criteria is you are reading the actual text. No, not you are not. Yeah, the, and, and judging right. it yeah, by the, the text. Uh, the itself.
1: screenplays become available to those members of the academy yeah. to vote in those categories. So, well,
2: here is the thing: is um, to get nominated, you get nominated by the branch of the academy. So, the writers nominate the screenplays. Once you get nominated, the voting is throughout the entire is throughout the entire academy. So the people voting for this to win are not just writers. They're the ones who got it nominated.
4: But it feels weird if we go by your idea that it's adapted or that it's translated and therefore not the original. Doesn't that eliminate a lot of films in the future from ever being considered?
1: Yeah, I'm not saying that's the I'm not saying that is the uh, correct way to go about thinking about this. It's also not It is an interesting sure. point
2: to it's also not an yeah. arbitrary um translation of it like you would think that this was vetted by the person like he he might not be able to speak like I don't know how well he speaks English like we heard a little bit of it Mm -hmm. when he accepted his award
4: yeah he doesn't speak a whole lot of English from what I've seen but
2: he might have enough understanding that he could sign off on the English translation Um, and then once upon a time in Hollywood look you want to hear my views on Tarantino go listen to our 1990s Pulp Fiction 1. 1995. Yeah, it was this season. Mm-hmm. It was this season's Pulp Fiction. Um, Spoiler: Palmer doesn't like Tarantino. Oh no! Oh, I I'm really afraid. want. I, I'll I, skip that one. No, I really want <laughs> you to listen to it because <laughs> I've been waiting for someone to give me grief on it, and they haven't yet. Which was well, it's really because weird. we don't check our email, Palmer. No one checks our email. <laughs> that being said, I went to I went with Parasite.
1: Parasite got the rewindy. Woohoo! All right. Woo-hoo. Moving into Moving into our last six categories. Woo! Best supporting actress Margot Robbie for Bombshell, Florence Pugh for Little Women, Scarlett Johansson for JoJo Rabbit, Kathy Bates for Richard Jewell, and Laura Dern for Marriage Story, to which she won, to which I was quite happy, though I also would have been very satisfied with Scarlett Johansson in JoJo <laughs> Rabbit. Um, but Laura Dern was particularly excellent. She sold a part that she sold the part of something that you really should despise. Um, but she was able to find some type of elegance and depth and warmth inside of what should be a despicable person.
0: What? Um, She
1: was. And so I wasn't listening to anything Palmer just whispered into the microphone. Uh, so I'm going to move on to Lisa.
4: Um, I'm so glad Laura Dern won. She was friggin' on fire in this movie. her, like, monologue alone that she has in it should have won an award Mm -hmm. by itself. I Um, mean, I think that's why she won.
2: (laughs) Yeah. That is easily the best part in the movie.
4: Awesome in this film. And, like, more beautiful than she's ever been. I don't know. I was just in love with her in this movie. But, um, yeah, I thought she brought a lot of humanity to that role. I mean, you have to think of her. I didn't think of her as a villain because she's playing the game that she's in against the other attorney. And it's not like they invented those rules. So I felt like they were playing within the confines of... What they are in the movie. um But I really appreciated her performance in this. It's great to see her do something different, too, because I feel like we get a lot of movies like in Little Women, she's great, but it's still kind of a one note, like she's always like the sweet character, you know? So it's kind of cool mm-hmm. to see her be she's, totally different.
2: She's um, always but... just that paleontologist. <laughs> she's a <laughs> botanist, actually. Um, no. Yeah, uh, She's a well, botanist. Paleobotanist.
4: Uh, it's been a while since I've seen it, but. Um, it, but she's great. And, uh, I second was Scarlett Johansson. She was very good in Jojo Rabbit. I agree. And then if I had to pick a third, it would be Florence Pugue. Yep. Cause I just, she was adorable.
0: Yep. I agree. Woman. Those the,
1: are my exact breakdown. I think the uh, G is silent. Yeah. It's
3: pew, 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 pew. pew. Scott yep. to you, pew, pew. <laughs> Considering that I only saw one of these movies. Uh, My vote went to Florence Pugh because, Because uh, let's be honest, my my wife's reaction when when Little Woman was done was, I didn't hate Amy. Yep. Oh, yeah. (laughs) You and I had talked about that because Amy can be extremely
1: unlikable uh, in many of her actions. And Pugh, kind of like Dern, really brought uh, humanity and uh, and a relatableness uh, to Amy. So I was happy for that.
3: Yeah, and as far as Laura Dern's concerned, I've only seen her one scene, like her introduction scene that's mainly Scarlett Johansson talking by the time we stopped the movie, so I have I have no opinions. <laughs> that's fine. Okay, to so the man who has many opinions, Palmer.
2: Give Florence Pugh <laughs> all the awards. I but demand for it. But Midsommar. Well, yeah. But for Midsommar <laughs> or almost any movie she's in, really. Fighting she's with great. Family. She's excellent. Oh, fighting with yeah. my she she, she Won last year. Yeah, she had hands 2019 down. was yep. the Florence Pugh's year. Uh, that being said, I think the sh- the only the only things I liked about Marriage Story were Laura Dern for that monologue, for that monologue alone, and the way she delivered it is enough to give her the Academy Award. And Alan Alda, who I who I honestly think got snubbed, I thought he did really good job. I also really like Alan Alda. Mm. He typically Same. kind of... Alan Alda's in the movie? Yeah. yeah. He plays, the, do- he plays he, the other... Oh, yeah, he plays the lawyer. Th- yeah, he plays the other lawyer. I thought
3: that... that okay, I just saw Ray Lolita, He so gets
2: swapped out later on for Ray, for Ray Liotta. It's upgrade, but it's I'm telling you, no, you, not you not probably have to watch the
4: second half of the movie, because things... Yeah, They change. I mean, like, they when they they're in the heat
3: together. of the moment... I'm sorry, you told me Alan... Okay, you just want me... You told me Alan Alda's yeah. in the movie... And and, and Lisa and I already had this conversation earlier tonight about MASH. Yeah. So yeah, I'm actually I'm, just I'm going there.
2: through MASH right now. I've yeah. seen it before, but I'm watching it again. Uh, yeah, Alan Alda shows up. They get back together. It turns out they're part of some alien experiment. You really got to watch the second half of that movie, Scott.
3: <laughs> okay, thank, thank you, Paul. Too many
2: spoilers. The aliens yeah. from
3: Mars Attack show up.
2: Uh, it's <laughs> weird. <laughs> Florence Pugh shows up as an alien from Mars Attack. It's me. I'm Florence Pugh. Yep. Um, <laughs> I also thought Margot Robbie, um, she's going to win an award eventually. And yeah, I, she's I, 27. She's got plenty of time. But yeah. she keeps getting nominated and not winning. She's fastly becoming the female Martin Scorsese. <laughs>
4: <laughs> well, but this wasn't her best, I I'm, felt I'm like. not
2: saying it wasn't. I'm not saying it yeah. was and I'm not saying she should have won. Like, I would have been Tonya, fine if she yeah, did. But... Um, just like. You know she's eventually going to win it, and it's probably not going to be for her best performance. Yeah, so while well, she's can, still doing good stuff, let's give her an award for it. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> but ultimately, I, I, I said the same thing. Laura Dern, like that one scene alone is is good enough to give her the award, and that's what we did. We gave her the award for that one scene. Okay. She won the award, award for that one we, scene. Did the we royal we. we. And
1: the and the Rewindies? Yeah. Yeah, That's a yes. Yeah. Laura Dern won. She, yeah.
2: Excellent. Mainly for Jurassic Park, though. <laughs>
0: do,
1: do,
2: do, do. <laughs> do, even do, at the do, do, even do, at the rewindies so we do make up awards and we're oh, <laughs> we're making oh, it up for it's
1: Park. <laughs> anyway best supporting actor Brad Pitt for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Tom Hanks for A Beautiful Day in the Neighborhood Anthony Hopkins for The Two Popes Al Pacino for The Irishman and Joe Pesci for The Irishman Brad Pitt won for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood incredibly deserved among some stellar performances from all five of these guys um but brad pitt was like w- entrancing in a way that he has never been and uh i was completely taken with his performance and i think it actually elevated the movie beyond uh, beyond itself um though i loved anthony hopkins um tom hanks was good i had a hard time a little bit seeing past tom hanks a little bit <laughs> in a beautiful day as i usually do in like, every movie that Tom Hanks is in, I have a hard time Right.
4: <laughs> it's like Tom Cruise or something. Yeah. yeah, I
1: have a hard... He's just, like, his celebrity has exceeded, like, me seeing past into the roles.
2: I usually don't know it's Tom Cruise until he does that pumpy arm run. Oh, yeah, sure. That makes sense. Oh, it's Tom... Oh, I <laughs> wish... It's a Mission Impossible movie. Oh. <laughs> um,
1: and I thought Al Pacino was excellent. He had toned down his... But like, Yeah, he didn't <laughs> say hoo-ha once. Yeah, yeah. He
4: didn't scream, yeah.
1: No, and... Uh, So I thought he had toned himself down. And actually, I thought Joe Pesci was just, like, remarkably good. He was so good that I I really wanted, like... I almost gave it to Pesci for being Pesci. But I I think Brad Pitt, like, just, like, knocked it out of the park.
2: Lisa?
4: I gave it to Joe Pesci because I was like, he's finally front and center. And uh, I felt like he... He got more to do in this than he's gotten to do in any of the other movies Martin Scorsese put him in. Mm. And I thought he did a great job and he was just my favorite performance. I'm going to be difficult and say I don't really understand why everyone's so in love with Brad Pitt's performance. I don't get it. I think he's been better in other movies. I don't. I don't know. I don't understand why he won. I was like shocked. Uh, he I'm going to
3: support. I'm going to support Yulisa on this. I just one, don't see actually. it. I like, have, I, and, yeah. and
4: I think he's a great actor. I mean, I really do. I love him in a lot of movies. But in this one, I felt like he just I just don't understand. Like, I just don't get it.
2: I have a 10 minute PowerPoint slideshow when it gets to me on why Brad Pitt.
4: Okay, Let, let's go, turn it to you then or to Scott or oh, Cuz
1: yeah, it's Scott all I and then to Palmer still setting up the projector so yep. to Scott.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to lay the carpet. Yeah. <laughs> I gave it to Tom Hanks honestly because I could see past the Tom Hanks. I I've I have a little Mr. Rogers phase. I mean after seeing um Won't you be my neighbor last year and literally crying the entire documentary <laughs> tim uh, is
2: still crying about it
3: it was beautiful it was really beautiful uh, so and and tom hanks, the tom hank the times tom hanks was on screen was my favorite part of that movie i mm. uh, so much so that i wish the movie had more of tom hanks in it so that's where i ultimately went. i did give brad pitt number two not really because of the performance just because i enjoyed him in the movie and then my number three was Joe Pesci over Pacino for The Irishman. Because of Pesci's subtleness, I thought Pacino sometimes tiptoed a little too much of a, I'm acting, and doing the Hoff and being Hoffa in The Irishman. Yeah. So.
2: Not bad. Yeah.
1: All um, right. You ready?
2: Fun Sch- fact. Slide one. Yeah. Fun fact. Um, not too long ago maybe a week or two ago, I actually had a dream in which my next door neighbor was Mr. About me, Papa? No, was uh, Mr. Rogers. Oh, I thought we were and he had me passed Papa. away, but I was still friends with his widow, and they had a uh, time portal in their basement. It was a really weird dream. Yeah. So that but being said, here I'll is why it. everyone <laughs> is loving the Brad Pitt in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood because he wasn't acting he was just Brad Pitt you should never give an award for just being yourself
4: Did he does Brad Pitt murder his ex-girlfriends just kidding
2: what? Have you seen <laughs> Angelina Jolie recently Yes <laughs> Just saying Okay yes um, <laughs> um
1: I think to your point though I think sometimes m- most actors like Play parts similar to themselves because that's where their truth lies. You well, know, I don't like, think I don't think Anthony Hopkins was a pope. That's you know what I mean. Like a personality, <laughs> I <laughs> refuse to know <laughs> like, what you mean. I know that's why this relationship <laughs> is very difficult sometimes. Um, <laughs> that's is like they play something that they can fit in comfortably because they recognize a part of themselves, or and that's how they like. You know, you not all actors can transcend themselves and i just even speaking of like speaking of tom hanks that's like a you know what i mean like you know seeing past the tom
2: but Hanks-ness. i believe he won his awards for transcending that like philadelphia he transcends being tom hanks maybe not so much forrest gump but i'm at least willing to hear that argument yeah i don't think brad pitt in any way does that I said this on Twitter yesterday before the award. But that's
1: what I'm saying. But I'm saying. But I don't think that's. I don't think that's a bad thing that he doesn't transcendence because that means like he's really good at that thing. I don't think that's a criteria for being better at acting than. I think it else. is. Mm, I don't think so. I think it's. I think it's like I shouldn't performance... be award
2: for playing. Uh, for playing a contradictory
1: person. No, I think it's. Uh, I think it's if your performance serves the film that it's into the best that it can, whether that is well, yourself or not.
4: There is added nuance to the film that, you know, both Brad Pitt and Leo are aging just like their characters are. So I feel like what you're saying kind of makes sense that he's playing himself. Because, well, it's, yeah.
3: But I, I will also say Brad Pitt is one of those actors like Leo that as they've gotten older, I have appreciated them more. Yes. Like hmm. both, of them, both of them are actors who when they started off. You know, in the '90s when I was in high school, on oh, Family, was... co-
2: no, Growing Pains.
3: Well, I, well, I did, and I did watch Growing Pains actually. But I'm talking <laughs> about their. I, I am old enough for that. We um, all are. But I'm talking more about their the the film career is when they started off as just pretty faces, and I feel like as they've gotten older, it's like they're still pretty they... faces. Yeah. Uh, not but they went from on they have gone from ingenue to character roles. That's right. And I feel like that as they've gotten those character parts, they've been and they've gotten to work with certain directors, you know, they've they've been able to grow into being better actors than how I felt about them in the nineties. I,
2: I would agree yeah. with you on Leo. I think Brad Pitt has just settled into playing Brad Pitt.
4: Pretty much, peak Brad Pitt was like Twelve Monkeys, Fight Club. That right. was when I thought he was yeah. doing something like, give different. Give him an award
2: for Twelve Monkeys, sure. Yeah, give him an award for any of the oceans or this movie. I don't see it. I said on Twitter yes yesterday, and I'm gonna stick by it. Hollywood, we all we all know the Oscars love doing makeup. Oscars, and I'm not saying there was a makeup Oscar in this. But they also have been wanting to give him an award for acting because Hollywood loves Brad Pitt. And this was the first decent opportunity to do it in a while.
1: Um, Yeah, I think I I think that part of that is true.
2: But because like Ad Astra was just bad.
1: I I think I think (laughs) think a part of that is also true. But I agree. I I liked
3: Ad Astra and I'm gonna say it right now. Oh, thank Sorry. you. I Well, I think, I, I think you, that I we've think We've cut Scott's a, mic off for the rest
0: that, of the
1: episode. <laughs> no you uh, haven't. I lost my thought because you won't cut Man, talking. that made me laugh. Um, <laughs> but... um I think there is like a like make maybe there is some like makeup Oscar work here. I don't really I don't think, think there so is in this instance because it's just
2: we love you, Brad Pitt. Here's an
1: regular, Oscar. Regular regular non academy people were talking about when this movie came out, they were like, best supporting actor. Like, people pinned mm. it. Because
2: they love Brad Pitt.
1: I mean, but they didn't say that when Ad Astra
2: came out. Because Ad Astra was bad. But Listen to me. But
1: stop <laughs> it. I mean, like, you can't say, like, because this movie was good and he was good in it, therefore he doesn't no, no, no. deserve his award. This movie was okay and he was Brad Pitt in <laughs> it. Like, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah. I think you should
4: release I mean, just this argument. <laughs>
1: I thought
2: I thought That's Joe funny. Pesci gave the best performance because he was different. He was different than any other time I've seen Joe Pesci. I
4: agree with that. Yeah. I agree and with that I love that, Joe actually. Pesci. Yeah.
2: I love peak Joe Pesci. I love um yeah. my cousin Vinny Joe Pesci. My yeah. cousin. But Vinny. I thought, so you didn't say that. Yeah. I was I thought he was so good and understated. <laughs> like I thought I thought this was some of the best acting Al Pacino's done in a long time. And I'm like, no, I Joe Pesci, like sorry. Yeah, and,
4: I, and I'm surprised by that too. Yeah, I mean, not surprised by what you're saying, but I was surprised by my reaction. But I completely agree with you.
2: Yeah, and and
4: I don't want to turn into the, this to turn into the I hate Brad Pitt hour. Like I do really like Brad Pitt, so I didn't mean don't mean, I mean to if imply you, that at if all. If you
2: <laughs> want to do that hour, we can do it some other time, Lisa. Like, I'm down let's, for that. Let's no, move no. on to what we're have, have you done Cool World yet on your no, podcast? Could you just do what? <laughs> hey, like, cool World,
3: God, don't even cool bring World movie was up. great. Stop <laughs> it. Go to bed. I'm getting. I I no, it was I not. Nightmares so right now. I
4: would love to talk about it, though.
3: Oh,
2: we're so good. to do In a sick way. All right. Okay, go ahead. Joe Pesci won. Joe Pesci won. Yeah. Fine.
1: Great. All right. Wonderful. Best actress. Uh. Cynthia, uh, Cynthia Arriva for Harriet. Scarlett Johansson for Marriage Story. Saoirse Ronan for Little Women. Charlize Theron for Bombshell. And Renee Zellweger for Judy. The award went to Renee Zellweger for Judy, which I thought is... She was just transcendent. She was amazing. And I cried multiple times during that movie. And whereas the whole movie itself is good, it's not spectacular. It's why like she is the award winner here. Um, I just... I think that she is just like stupidly, stupidly good, and I am immensely, immensely satisfied that she she won. Um Lisa.
4: I feel like I need to watch it again because I did not like Judy. I feel I really mean, weird for saying that. I Judy thought I was
2: gonna, was gonna love like, it. Really Lisa was a really downer. To no, I'm, I'm trying me. to help her out. <laughs> <It's okay. laughs>
4: it was just such me. a downer, like I think. I totally understand that Judy Garland's life was not all sunshine and roses. I just felt like the movie should have given us some breaks every now and then from just how awful it is. Like, so was the, have you guys seen the Broadway play it was based on?
1: I have not. No. No, Okay. I I I just wondered, like,
4: was it that the same? The over the rainbow? Anyway, she did a really good job. I completely agree with you on Renee Zellweger with what she was given. I just almost wish that what she was given was different. Because it was just so hard to watch. There were times I wanted to turn the movie off. And I don't usually feel that way. Um, But she gave a great performance. And I am in the vast minority in what I'm saying. So I think it was well deserved. I would have given it to Cersei Ronan. I really liked her performance in Little Women. I felt like she impressed me. You know, I've seen her in Lady Bird. And she was great in that. That was like a natural fit for her. But this, I felt like she was stretching her... Wings or legs, uh, you know, whatever, whatever metaphor you want. Um, I thought she did better in this one, and it was really good. Um, yeah, that's all I've got to say.
1: Okay, Scott?
3: Uh, my vote went to Sasha Rowan only because that was the only movie that I saw all the way through. <laughs> uh, and, I, and I said all the way through because uh, I started Judy Gosh, and It's stopped. a beating. <laughs> Be, because I, you know, it was one of those... I'm not going to be able to finish this before nine o'clock, and I don't want to pay an extra night on Redbox. So I gotta I gotta drive up the road and return to the CVS up the, up the street. But the perform if I'm if I was judging Renee Zellweger's performance based on, okay, is she embodying Judy Garland? You know, I can get that. I, I can go there, even though I didn't bother to finish the movie itself. That being said, the other three movies I didn't see, so I couldn't until I saw, you know, 47 Minutes of Scarlett Johansson last night. And <laughs> so my award went to Social Rowan, but I could understand Zellweger based on the 30 minutes of Judy that I watched before I had to return the DVD. Okay. And Palmer?
2: Zellweger was good. I mean, she was. I don't. I don't think I got full Judy Garland- off of her performance, um, I ultimately went with Sersha Ronan, and Sersha Ronan won the Rewindy. Yeah,
1: and I, th- I mean, I thought she because was... because she Ronan.
2: is the Aca- the Academy Rewind darling. She
1: is, she is, and I mean, she <laughs> she is excellent in in Little Everything. Women, but I don't, I don't know if it's a part that like say like pushed her the way that Renee Zellweger like, might have had to push herself for Judy. I think you've all talked about how I can see that. Like, yeah. it's a hard movie to watch, but I think like when we say like so is schindler's list but you know like but you know it's affecting that way and so i think um like yeah, if but i think if her more... life was up there and you were like i don't care boo hoo poor you then it, then it didn't do its job well but because you were affected sure. by her story then it right. did its job well and she
2: particularly did her job i well. never thought i would say this uh, th- uh, this following sentence but there was more reprieve from the sadness of schindler's list than there was in judy i i don't i don't think that's true but i'm not <laughs> but we we don't have time to argue
1: that point so best actor <laughs> <laughs> Joaquin Phoenix for Joker Antonio Banderas for Pain and Glory Leonardo DiCaprio for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood Adam Driver for Marriage Story And Jonathan Price for The Two Popes The award goes to Joaquin Phoenix for Joker
2: which and a 40 minute rambling uh, acceptance speech
1: um, I think he's won so many awards for Joker at this point That, that he's like, I have thanked everybody I want to say something different
2: I don't think he's ever thanked anybody I don't know I think he's just rambled on Um, about cows you
1: have any evidence to support that i i have the oscars and the baftas actually okay well he's one more before that so anyway um despite how anybody feels about about joker whether they liked it or didn't his performance is extraordinary and i think he absolutely deserves the award i think the whole movie really hinges on his performance more than any other part of it and um well, that's what the movie is. It's, is, a, chari- is perf- yeah, argue, it's a character. I would it's piece. a character piece. Yeah, and it's a character piece for him. Um, and I think all of these other guys were excellent in their films. I didn't see *Pain and Glory*, but I Antonio Banderas is great, so I assume he was awesome. And they were they were all very good. Leo was great in, in *Once Upon a Time in Hollywood*. Adam Driver was superb. Jonathan Price was an amazing, amazing Pope Francis. But Joaquin Phoenix was he transcended himself. You know, like we talk about. You know, like. We talked about with Brad Pitt being yourself and I like versus not. And I think Joaquin Phoenix's performance is like the antithesis to what Brad Pitt did in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood where he just wasn't Joaquin Phoenix anymore. He was Arthur Fleck. And um, I think that's in, important in watching the film. So I'm very happy that he won. Lisa.
4: Um, I also gave him number one, but I don't know if it was just based on this performance for me. I do think out of this list, he is the best. And I think he's one of the best actors we have today. But I kind of wish that I had not seen movies like The Master or You Were Never Really Here. Because I feel like the performance he gives in those movies is even more transcendent than this. It's better, but I recognize that those movies are not... They didn't come out this year. So, or did and they? I know that those mo- movies are not necessarily movies that a lot of people would even see. So, I understand why this one would be elevated to the level that it is. I do think he should have won. And then, number two, I had Adam Driver. Um, I'm, I'm positive he's going to win eventually, but mm-hmm. he was a really good marriage story.
1: Yeah, he was. Yeah, excellent. S- Scott.
3: Well, obviously because I loved Joker, I was I mean, if I love the film, then obviously I have to love this performance. And you know, he he was my he was my number one for everything that you said, especially taking a movie that when it was announced it is well documented and well mocked on my podcast how I was one of those, "What?" and then I saw the movie and I was like, "Oh my god, I love this." So, and and, and it's because of Joaquin and his performance that he gives you know, I can go from empathy to sympathy to complete dis- despising him. Like, I- I'm following this emotional journey based on his performance. And I it, I was ecstatic when I woke up this morning because I did not stay up. I went to bed. And it was like, yay, he won! So, uh, Leo was my number two. But once again, that's also because of these movies. Those are the only two movies that I watched. Yeah, I think Leo was really good. I think it actually... I... Despite the like physical
1: and mental torture he went through for the revenant i I think that this is a better performance, and so I'd almost like would have preferred to have seen him take an award home for once upon a time but then the revenant but you know what that's fine we could do this all day so Palmer. Yeah. um
2: I had actually asked originally if I could write in in this category because I honestly i didn't see pain and glory I like Jonathan Price in the two popes I think he gives better performances in other movies. Pirates of the Caribbean 3. Uh, I was going to say Avita. Oh, sure. I was going to say Tomorrow <laughs> Never Dies. Um, nice, everybody. Good. Didn't really care for Leonardo DiCaprio. My hatred for the Joker is well known. And it wasn't until he won the award. I thought he had won the Oscar before. Mm. And when I find out he didn't, I was like, this is why. Like, this is why he's getting this award. I don't think um, so, considering he's won all I, of the other I awards. feel like his career has kind of gone off a cliff um, since he did that whole, uh, I'm going to become a singer now and I'm going to quit acting. Like, he's he's been a self-destructive mess, in my opinion, since then.
3: Loved him in eight. You do know that that was for a mockumentary. No, I know, right?
2: but like, like that's that a... like that was the down, like that was the downturn of his career. Was that mockumentary and that whole thing? Um, I loved him in eight millimeter. I wish he would stay that. He would have stayed that way, but he ultimately wasn't. Um, so I mean, I gave it to Jonathan Price, the lesser of every evil in this category. Not not seeing pain and glory. I gave Antonio Banderas number two based solely on the fact that he was also in Avita and he's Antonio Banderas. <laughs> um, so the Rewindy goes to Adam Driver in Marriage Story. What? And Joaquin Phoenix. There you go. There It was go. actually a tie. Oh,
1: because because your ranking was so low?
2: Oh, yeah. No, the Joker. <laughs> spoiler. The Joker got bottom ranking in all of mine. Yeah, well that's fine um
1: i think with his acceptance speech to before we move on i you know um which i he talks about in it that people are at their best when they forgive people's transgressions and he and he speaks openly about that how like you talked about his career path it was a different place he was in a different place and it's that hollywood has welcomed him back and this is kind of like this award is almost that like show of force to be like you know welcome back to the work that you know and what you what you're good at doing and he says that's when people are at their best and i would tend to agree and so maybe we should continue to model that advice and forgive people for their transgressions was they actually didn't really commit against us. See, all,
2: you, for us they make you saying that kind of sounds like he's self-aware that he didn't deserve the award. No. Yeah, it's what it sounds like. Okay.
1: Interesting yeah. take on things that I've said.
2: Best Achievement in Directing.
1: Best Achievement in Directing, Martin Scorsese for The Irishman, Todd Phillips for Joker, Sam Mendes for 1917, Quentin Tarantino for Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, and Bong Joon-ho for Parasite, who took home the award. Good on him. I really thought it was going to go to Sam Mendes because that was kind of a, like, when it comes down to it, Parasite is a smaller film than 1917, and I just, like, kind of corralling what it takes to make 1917 I thought that I really thought they would go with they would go with Mendes but I'm very happy that that Bong Joon won and I thought that he had the best acceptance speech of the whole night um with that particular one because he he gave several um but I think his
4: (laughs) right he's he got four Oscars the one
2: the one where Martin Scorsese got a bigger round of applause for not winning than Yes, that he is, got for winning. That is,
1: uh, yeah. I don't think that's necessarily <laughs> gauged correctly, but yeah, no, but I, no, I think,
2: they stood up for Martin Scorsese. Yeah, but I think, but, but he like, was
4: being respectful. No, he, I'm, he was.
2: Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm kind of making a joke of it, but at the same time, it was kind of true. But yeah, no, I will, I will say that is that was a great, um, yeah, acceptance to speak. be inspired
1: by this guy and to have this mantra and then to have him sitting in front yeah. of you, where it, like that's it doesn't happen. Tons, uh, you yeah, know. Right. It's not like they're like. I love Frank Capra. You know. It's not like. Well, he's not around anymore. You know. <laughs> Thanks, <laughs> yeah. Tim. So, just as a reminder, everyone, I'm uh, never getting that. It's a Wonderful Life, too. You nope. Know, it's more wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> or is it, uh, Lisa?
4: I, I had Parasite as my number one, but I never thought it was going to win. I just it was my favorite movie that was always on my top number one slot. And everybody was like, that's so weird. Why did you pick that one?
0: <laughs>
2: You're kooky. <a cookie. laughs>
4: and then it won. Yeah. And it's like, I, cause it was good. It, it was definitely kooky, but it was good. Um, and then for number two, I actually had little women and then number, let's
0: see.
3: What uh, you, little did women wasn't nominated in this category. Yeah. The Academy
2: it, thought it, it was deserving of a best picture nomination Without oh, a best I know.
4: It never I, makes I, sense. I, to I am me. looking at the best picture section. Yeah. I was going to say, you did. Dang. Just wrote I'm in, so sorry. So, I I'm with her. And then number two, I had 1917. Yeah. And then a, a, a ghost hovering uh, little Women yeah. I would throw in there. <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I was looking at the best picture noms. Um, but for director, I had uh, Parasite, the 1917. And then number three, I think I had the Irishman.
3: Yes, yeah. you did. All right, uh, Scott. Well, being the problem that it, once again I had, didn't see Parasite, but I saw. You still haven't movie seen it. I'm...
2: We've been doing this episode <laughs> In the for time two we've hours. Been about you it? could have yeah. watched. Well, it. if
3: I, you... I had, if I, if you, if I had, could have been watching the movie instead of being on this podcast, I would be done with it by now. <laughs> I would be dead like twenty <laughs> you're not, minutes ago. You're not forced to be here.
2: Scott. No, you are. It's fine. <laughs> don't no, don't you, listen once, to Tim. Once
3: I, com- I I'm a man of my word. <laughs> and when you asked me to be on it and i said yes i'm sorry i committed and myself and i threw everything
4: off because of my dogs sorry guys
3: <laughs> oh no worries uh, <laughs> but um i picked sam mendes for 1917 based off of the movies that i saw so yeah that's fair That was... it's a great movie mhm yeah sometimes directing like you
1: think about like best director and it going to like the te- the technical like know-how and like the corralling that it takes right and so but it also takes a lot of emotion to like to bring together a cast to make
3: something really special and so well i but as a director once again film directing and stage directing are completely different things but i still feel like it's a it's a balance between the technical aspects and the performances that you feel like the director helped get those performances out of those actors so
4: yeah, so I agree with that. Uh,
2: um, for my time to make this a little bit quicker, I'm going to just say who won the Rewindies, and then I have a short argument that I want to make for Little Women. Okay. Um. So the Rewindie actually uh was split again uh, between 1917 and Parasite. Sweet. Hmm. Little Those Women. Great movies. So there's been a lot of controversy over women not getting nominated in the director slot. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'm just going to say this. I want, to, I want to go back to a time when there were less Best Picture nominees. I honestly don't think you should be nominated for Best Picture if you don't have a Best Director nomination. I'm not saying you need to win both. But I think given the fact that the Academy clearly really liked Little Women, but not apparently the directing of it, was, was to me, insane. And, I, I agree I'm with not, you, Paul. Yeah, I, I am not. with I'm all you. for yeah, increasing the
4: that. number of slots. Yeah. And
2: I said the same thing, and this has also been done before with Moulin Rouge. Moulin Rouge got nominated for Best Picture without Baz Luhrmann directing, mm-hmm. li- leading to, um, not Oprah Winfrey, um, Whoopi Goldberg, who was the host that year when she was talking about the Best Picture nominees, she was like, and we have Moulin Rouge with all this singing, dancing, so, such frenetic energy that was all done seemingly without a director. Yeah. Yeah.
3: I remember that, that year. Yeah. I remember you know,
2: and that And I know was people an agree argue that it's that.
4: different, it's too different, but come on. I mean, it just feels wrong, right? right. Like, we just can tell that it's wrong. Right. <laughs> like, like, objectively. I'm not, I'm not yeah. saying,
2: like, you need to have three slots for women every year. But if you're going right. to obviously think so highly of this movie, I don't understand why you don't nominate Greta Gerwig. Because then either you only nominated it for Best Picture because you had so many slots to fill,
0: mm-hmm.
2: or mm-hmm. Yeah. there's just something weird. I think it should have been yeah, nominated. I agree. I don't know if I would have voted for it for, for the winner. I thought it should have been nominated. Yeah, I, I
1: I generally agree with that, especially think uh, especially the idea of like filling a slot. Yeah. Um, uh, which, I mean, you and I talk about this almost every episode about like going like do five. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. more than like I get why you want to have more. Um, because every t- because people complain that like, "All oh, right, I didn't see any of these movies." Right. I'm like, well, that's that's <laughs> that's not the Academy's fault that you didn't see the movie. Like, go like expand your horizons.
2: Yeah, there like, was there was nine this year. I I'm willing to hear the argument for six.
1: Sure. Yeah, but then I think that you'd have to. I think that you'd have to increase every other
2: category by six. Just directing. Even just directing. That's fine. Sure, you're just if you're going to have six best picture slots, have six directing slots. But also, let's well, just stop making the, the best that... picture one flexible. Get it back to just five slots. Yeah, but he's saying so. Like,
3: well, well but the idea is that uh, I would argue that in film, the director and the picture are are those are two of those like interlinked. Yes. You know, right. So. So if you're going – it's almost as if you're going to flex the number of best picture year to year, then you need the director slots to – To flex as well. And, and I think well.
4: they've increased because film has changed so much since the Oscars began, right? There's just so many movies that come out every oh, year. A- absolutely. Enough to fill all these slots. So I don't think we should limit the slots. I think and- of anything – they should be increased, yeah. you know?
2: And again, I don't think you need to win one to justify the other. Like, right, right. right. No, if, no, I, I, yeah, n- definitely like, not Ultimately, that, yeah. Ultimately, I picked Sam Mendes for Best Director, mm-hmm. and that's only because of the style of movie 1917 was. Like, it mm-hmm. would take someone really good at their job to pull it off the way he did. Right. And that's why I voted for him. Right. Do I think... 1917 is the best picture we're going to find out but the best directing i think was him
1: yeah and i i i'm exactly in that camp where it maybe it's not maybe it's not the best picture yeah. but it certainly is it is the best feat of directing Yep. Yeah. you know um but it gets tricky because then you could say like, oh well, maybe you need more, maybe you need more screenplays because you know, obviously you need the story, or maybe you need more cinematography because that you know, like, like I'm you get open like, to that. Yeah, you get like a, it's like a slippery slope of like how many, like what constitutes and makes a film, and you know, so right, um, and
2: right, and I you think, could make I, you could make that argument sometimes, but I think a director is too integral to a movie. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm.
2: yeah, you, and I think yes. like
4: even with like Parasite. um... There's a certain, if you watch a lot of this director's movies, there's like a flavor and a, and I would say that there are performances he specifically pulls out of his actors and you can see that pretty consistently in his movies. Oh, yeah. He... So to me, like, that's why I had him at number one, even though it's not the same technical achievement as 1917. Oh, absolutely. I mean, you yeah. can't really say, you know, 1917 is the only movie like that. Um so if I'm ranking based on the kind of job that they're doing not the type of movie it is right. I still put Parasite number 1 but that's a personal preference Yeah I'm not know? faulting you for yeah. for
2: picking Parasite number 1 if 1917's not in this year, like if it's not out this year I think i vote for him yeah. Um because you're right he does I, I mean, get it's that it's my number 2 so Yeah he it's, does it's, get that they're pretty out evenly of matched, yeah. yeah Yeah All right last category Did you do the Rewind for (laughs) Best Director already? Yeah, I did that at the start. 1917 and Parasite. Oh, yeah, that's right. Okay. They co-won.
1: Okay, last category. Best Picture. Parasite. Ford vs. Ferrari. The Irishman. Jojo Rabbit. Joker. Little Women. Marriage Story. 1917. And Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. The winner goes to Parasite. Uh, Of course. Of course. People watched it. You know. Um, uh, First... First international film in ninety-two years in the Academy's history to win um, to win full Best Picture, um, won Best Picture, International Picture, Original Screenplay, and Director. Yep. Pretty outstanding. It's an amazing film, and I'm quite happy it won. I truly thought nineteen seventeen was going to win. That was the safe pick. I think that was the safe. Yeah. Pick. Yes. Yeah. Agreed. Yeah. It, this but is. I, a, this was. Um.
2: I think. I think Hollywood like critics alone really loved parasite mm-hmm. and i think hollywood obviously really loved parasite but so much so like you could see the excitement when he won best director and when it won best picture in the uh, in the presenters face and tone mm-hmm. when they opened up the envelope and i thought i thought uh jane fonda was great where she gave that like 5 second pause and when she paused that long, I was like, it it's gotta be Parasite. If mm-hmm. it was nineteen seventeen, she just would have said it.
1: Yeah.
4: Right. Yeah, that's true.
2: That's that's a good point.
1: Like she had to absorb the enormity right. of right. like like yep. film history that yeah. was happening in front of her. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's a that's a really good point. Uh Lisa.
4: Uh I picked Parasite as I said accidentally last time. <laughs> I really did not think that it would win. I just, it was the best movie I saw last year. And I know, like, there's a little bit of, you know, anger and angst on Twitter about how, you know, this is a political move. And just they they felt like they had to give this award. But I do want to stress, like,
2: that while, Twitter is dumb. And, yeah. And also I, I do want to say that,
4: <laughs> right, right. It's like, I, I I know why you're saying that. And even looking at, like, my Twitter, you could say I have an agenda. I completely understand that, and you can accuse me of that, and I will own that. But the reality is it was just the best movie last year. I never thought they would give the best movie best picture. That sounds terrible, but I just didn't think they would do it. It's and rare as, it happens. <laughs> yeah, it, it is. It is rare I, it happens. And I didn't know that until I really started listening to, to y'all's show, actually, because I don't – as much as I, I get caught up in the moment every year watching the Oscars – Probably because I haven't cared that much about Best Picture. It just kind of like leaves my brain and then next year yeah. I reset and forget what happened. So um, when you it's guys li- mentioned that and listed a lot of them, I'm like, yeah, you're right. They're not always the best movies. Yeah. And having been a fan of his since The Host, I walked into that movie not knowing what it was going to be other than a monster movie and was just Under shocked by how, oh, y'all should see it. it oh, it's, it's great. It's so good. Like, not only is it, it's funny. It's moving. It's exciting. It's like everything. I mean, it's just a great film. And uh, I've, I've liked it ever since I didn't even realize Snowpiercer was him.
0: Mm-hmm.
4: But I like that movie too. Mother is very difficult to sit through. Okja is a great film. But this one, I mean, it is the best of all the things that he does so well into one film. It absolutely should be the one that he wins for. I just never thought the Academy would ever give him any of these awards. So I am shocked by it. If it is some kind of political move, I don't care. At least they made a mistake and did something right this time (laughs) (laughs) in this kind of... And I'm not saying that they do something wrong every time. But this kind of director's... He makes the kind of films that often get overlooked It's kind of like that year that uh, Mad Max was winning everything. And I was like, what? This is great. You know, that was to me a wonderful year. But yeah, I just I I gave it to Parasite. And then number two, Wishful Thinking, Little Women. And then I think, uh, let's see, number three, I put Ford versus Ferrari. Um, Because I just even though I think 1917 should be number two, I just thought that that's like the order the Academy would go in.
1: Yeah, um, I, I no. back you up on that list. Uh,
2: Lisa, do me a favor. Whenever mm-hmm. you talk about his movie Mother, please make sure you differentiate it from whatever the heck that Darren Aronofsky oh, yeah. movie was.
4: Yeah. Because yeah. No, like,
2: uh, I, like, I saw Tim's face, and I'm like, different movie.
4: Yeah, I was <laughs> yeah, like, yeah no, 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 no. Mother is a, a story about a, um, Hall, a mother who has a son who's accused yeah. of murdering a young girl. Uh-huh. And yeah. it is the darkest crap I've ever seen. Like it is just, it it ends very even darker than Judy,
2: in, huh? Even darker than Dark, Judy.
4: Oh, much darker than Judy. <laughs> okay, so much you could, you much could watch darker. I the
2: whole way through by Judy. You had to turn <laughs> on.
1: Yeah,
4: I well because it was compelling. It was really <laughs> moving. But at the end, I was like, well, I kind of wish I hadn't seen that. I mean, it's it's done really well. It's just. You're gonna watch it one time. It's kind of like watching Monster. You're gonna watch it once, gotcha. and then you're like, "I'm, okay. I'm good." Um,
2: oh, I thankfully, I, I haven't watched Monster yet. Yeah. We will. <laughs> I know we will. Yeah. Oh
4: Lord, it's uh, yeah. Yeah.
2: Next when
4: I saw movie. Monster, my husband said, "You can watch this by yourself." I'm not going to. <laughs> <laughs> I I don't
2: want to see a crazy. <laughs> I don't want to see a crazy woman murder people. <laughs>
4: Nope. No, it's just it's painful. But he, he said, I love this movie. It was great. I will not watch it again. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it was kind of one of those types, of, which is really different from his other films. Yeah. Um, so that's like the odd man out. Still good. But yeah.
2: Yeah. All right. Um, Let's see if Scott's watched Parasite yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Scott, to you. you're okay, going to like
4: hate thoughts. it now because we've like hyped it so much. You're going to be like, what are you guys okay. talking about? It's terrible.
3: Well, I've already bought it. I mean, like I own it now, so I mean, I, I've, I've committed myself that much. But no, I mean, because obviously, I can't offer thoughts on Parasite. Obviously, <laughs> it's, it's been three hours, and I'm, I'm, I'm getting, I'm feeling a little bit like high school, where I'm like getting shoved in a locker at this point. You like didn't do but, your homework, it's Scott. More like you didn't do yeah. the class assignments, Scott. I. No, I did. I just wish Redbox would have put the disc in the box instead of it just being streaming because I wanted to pay a eighty because that's how I normally pick up. But here, here's the thing. Okay. Because I can't speak about the movie. I'm not going to – because I'm not going to insert an opinion about something that I have not watched. Good man. I, I know, you know. But – when it comes to best picture nominees, I've 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 said this for years now that basically best picture nominees always end up in three categories for me. I either a already saw it before it was nominated, before it was cool, a, before right before it was cool, and or I didn't see it. I, I maybe didn't see it until it was nominated, but it was still a movie that I was planning on seeing before it get nominated. Mm-hmm. There's the second category of, um, okay, I'm going to see it now that it's nominated. And then there's the third category of, I don't give a crap if it's nominated. I still don't want to watch it. And at least Parasite fell into that. It kind of reached a uh, sort of a middle one-two because of – I can't remember when I started hearing about the movie if it had already been nominated by the time, you know, I found out about the its existence. I, I don't think so... so
2: because Lisa's been talking about it since like spring <laughs> last year.
4: And I do want to say I, I do think that, uh, you know, there is sort of uh, the director's viewpoints in the movie. But I think you don't have to necessarily align yourself with his beliefs in order to like it. I hope that that doesn't, you know. I'm wondering if people that don't agree with him necessarily will be like, "Well, now I hate it," but we'll see. I guess I can't say too much without
3: (laughs) talking about it. But once again, I don't have to agree with the movie to still think it's a good movie. Yeah, I think it.
4: I think it's bigger than just you know how he feels about different topics that he talks about in all his movies is compelling and interesting. But yeah, you don't have to necessarily. Completely agree with him, I don't think, to enjoy it.
3: But like I said, but this movie was at least something that I wanted to see before the Oscars happened. But unfortunately, it just – due to the the way things were set up and my lack of time once it became – like, it didn't b- become available for rent until January 28th. And that mm. I'm sorry. With my life, that just did not give me enough time. Okay, well, when it first ever. came out, job. too, it had a very yeah.
4: – yeah. Couldn't you watch it, it during maternity
2: out, leave?
3: <laughs> what? what what in august when the, when my third baby is born oh yes, i thought you okay. already had
2: the baby oh it was just the gender reveal then okay yes i, th- I thought was finding out what yeah it was. i thought you yes. would ha- i thought that was when you'd had the kid uh, sorry right, so i guess not
3: no, no no third kids not till august so um but I, you know, it it didn't hit theaters here where I live until like December or something. I was about like, to it... say
4: it had a very limited release so it was not easy to watch because before the buzz, yeah, I mean unless you're kind of a diehard fan that happens to like his films, it it was difficult to get a hold of. Yeah, it so never it, it makes sense that you wouldn't have seen it.
2: It never really made its way to us either until after it got nominated.
4: Right. Yeah. Yeah, I mean that's so, that's just the truth. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and 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 it's also it's also the downfall of it being a foreign film, and and And, and, and then also the the uh, comments that were being said about it also, as Lisa as Lisa and Tim are fully aware of. I have a condition, and so I wasn't. You know, sometimes I have to judge people's comments of is this something that I can see in theaters? And I mean,
4: it definitely should have a caution sticker on it.
3: Yeah. Mm Uh, I mean, I think so, like
4: my husband kind of has that same thing, and he, uh, you know, there were a couple moments <laughs> that he was just like feeling woozy. So I, I mean, it, it's it's graphic.
3: So it's one of those things where I have to go. I can't see this in a theater. I really need to see this at home. But then you we know, don't give me the option to see it at home until like I've got a week. Yeah, that
4: does, that's just not going
3: to work with my lifestyle. Right. right.
4: And plus you have kids and like you don't want them to see it, so you're going to have to watch it when they can't. Like, yeah, it's not convenient. I mean, I'd
2: let my kids watch it.
4: <laughs> you shouldn't.
2: I'm a good I'm I'm a cool
1: parent. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right. Well, that is going to wrap up. We uh,
2: haven't found out who won. I was
1: going to say that's going to wrap up most of Academy Rewind after this because, yes. our, because our recap show is longer than the Oscars now.
2: Yay. Go us.
3: No, it's not. Yeah. No, it, it's, it's really not.
2: <laughs> so the, Rewind- the 2020 Rewindy for Best Picture goes to La La Land. That joke's never going to get old. It went to Parasite. Yeah, it went to Parasite. (laughs) It went to We were ahead of the curve on (laughs) this because everybody voted prior to the Academy Awards.
4: Hey, as somebody that picks weird wild cards every year, it's nice to be right for once.
2: (laughs) I know, isn't it? (laughs) Go (laughs) us.
4: It's like that never happens.
1: (laughs) I think I've actually been... I think I've been... I think I've been pretty... Wrong most of your life. No, the pre... (laughs) <laughs> okay, I think I chose. I think green. I think I knew they were going to do Green Book last year. Yeah, we both chose Green. Book we both. Right and now. the year before that, I think I chose Shape of Water, but I can't yep, remember. Yeah, we did. Yeah. So go us three for three. I really
4: like Shape of Water. Yeah.
2: You did uh, not, or did?
1: It's. F-
4: I did. Uh,
2: I, I love did. Shape yeah. of Water. It's yeah. funny. Yeah. We said like the the Academy very rarely gives the Best Picture movie uh, award to the Best Picture. It's really just from this and Titanic. Mm-hmm. Like, that's how long it's been. That is correct. Yeah. (laughs) That's correct.
1: Um, Okay. Well, that is all well. That was all well and fine. So, uh, thank you both so much for coming on. Um, Lisa, tell the people where they can find you.
4: Oh, yeah. Um, Thank you guys again for having me on and for indulging all of our opinions this whole time this was really fun uh if you want to find me uh you can find me anywhere you pretty much listen to podcasts Uh, and i'm also on twitter at iltm podcasts, and i'm on instagram i love that movie podcast come chat come say hi come be on my show you guys have been on my show so yeah
2: you also have a live show coming up eventually right
4: yeah, yeah, I've got a couple events coming up. I've got two panels at Allcon. We're gonna do uh, live episodes for the movie, uh, The Creature from the Black Lagoon. Speaking of Shape of Water, and uh, we will also do the movie Them, uh, with the giant ants. So <laughs> I love that's coming them. up soon.
1: Them, actually, I like both those movies, yeah. but Them is great.
4: Yeah, I yeah. keep, I know they're good picks. They're, those are those are fun picks for a live show too. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
2: I keep trying to get Tim to get us to do a live show, and he refuses. I already have a live it's show fun With,
1: with Geeks. I, I can't commit oh. to a... That's not a live show. I get it. No. No, no, no. No, no, no. Like, we're, we are we we're have a live show in the works. Oh, gotcha, gotcha. Geeks.
4: Yeah, mine's technically oh. not live because we record it, and then it's well, live. Well, it's live when you do it in present. front of people. Yeah. Right, yeah.
2: You got to bring this to the East Coast, though. I'm tired of not yeah. being able to go to these things.
4: I <laughs> know. I need to, like... October, New do York Comic Con. something in the East do Coast. Do it. I know. I would really love to go to New York Comic Con. It's a, it's really a
2: great con. It is. I think you would actually really love it.
4: I have a lot of pals that go to it, so yeah. it's definitely on my bucket list for sure. I
2: haven't been to New York Comic Con so long. It's great. It is. Like I work it and I still have ton like I love working conventions to begin with, mm-hmm. but I also have enough time to go out and do stuff. That's good. We're so. getting off track. Scott, where can <laughs> people find you? That's the name of this podcast. We're getting off track. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
3: Uh, well, you can find me personally on Twitter at Scott DC twenty seven. Of course, you can also hear me on the DC Film Squadcast and any other show, possibly on the Squadcast Media Network. You know, I do a, I do appear on DC TV Squadcast uh, quite regularly, and you know, you oh, honestly, you can hear me a lot on I Love That Movie because I just <laughs> Lisa can't get rid of me and, and read up. she keeps asking me back. You're a parasite, I love Scott. having you You're on. A You're a
2: parasite. See, get it.
1: No. <laughs> <laughs> he hasn't get it. He hasn't seen the movie yet. Oh,
2: not yet. This, is, oh, yeah. womp, this has been womp. like
4: three hours of us roasting each other. I kind of love this it.
2: This is why I re- <laughs> it's, started very polite. It's I love these it's, episodes because it's it's been so long we became angry. Right. Yeah. <laughs> like I love it's these episodes ugly. because of that. I know Tim hates the episodes just because of the time the zone editing. differences. <laughs> yeah. Actually, the oh, editing yeah, doesn't yeah. bother me so much as the time
1: zone differences so, like, because
2: I'm sleepy the yeah. rest of the day. So, like, here's the thing. I like,
4: mean, I'm sleepy, too.
2: We need to do this again. Let's do it on a po- on a weekend for poor Tim. <laughs> like, a Yeah, Friday I'm, I'm, night I'm into that. Something. I'm fine with that. Yeah, yeah. I'm
1: into a Friday. Yeah.
2: yeah. That's good. Yeah. Two days
1: That'd to recover. That'd
3: be fine.
2: <laughs> yeah. Well, you do still work Saturday and Sunday. I know. But it's because I work seven not... days a week. That's, right. But it's not until later in the day. So Yeah, that's true.
3: I love
1: you. Okay. Uh, and you can find us, uh, Academy Rewind, uh, on Twitter at Academy Rewind in Gmail at Academy which we Don't, don't send so us emails. So don't bother. <laughs> um, but it's nice to know that we have it, you know, for government purposes, I guess, and stuff. Right. Um, you can find myself, Tim, at PG 13 And as I said before, Palmer is at, at Academy Rewind.
2: Where you can find hot takes like Billie Eilish saying yesterday better than no, the Beatles. No, shush. Nope. Yeah. Not, I'm not... i know you're not editing it out Um, i win
3: i'm still interested in her bond songs coming out oh yeah that's right that will be great.
2: you can also find me uh at batwoman tv talk indeed because i do that podcast about a show called batwoman indeed and uh i have many Thoppable
1: audio shows all available on the thoughtable audio network that you can find at thoughtableaudio.com uh thank you all for coming, but I'm where they're actually playing us off, which is no. Great.
0: I have so many more people to thank. well, well too bad.
1: Bye. Bye.